Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. On a Friday, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalter. Jamie Rivers, everybody. Jamie Rivers. Jamie Rivers. Jamie Rivers. Jamie Rivers. I'll take it. Has us up 1 0 in the Pick'em Challenge against the Rizzuto Show because Jamie was the only one. With the huevos rancheros <laughs> to take the Lions last night. And when they went for it on fourth down and Jared Goff got the pass batted down, oh. I thought to myself, Jamie Rivers, you idiot. But then the Lions had Dan Campbell and Jamie's back. Yeah, they did. The defense had had your back, Jamie, as well as Dan Campbell's back. What a win. What a win by you. You NFL picking genius, and what a win for your third child, Yeah, the Detroit Lions. My new favorite child, apparently. <laughs> um, okay, so let's dive into this game a little bit. First of all, Dan Campbell has got the balls the size of church bells. He's got, what, fourth and two at his own 20-yard line, and not only does he go for it, it's a fake punt. Yeah. So right there, I was like, okay, he's setting the tone. Up the middle, too. Uh, up the middle, correct. He, he went interior uh-huh. on that one. Well, he knew his guys would get there for him. No doubt. Let's go now to the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell, they, they end up short, two yards. I The camera pans to my guy. He's like, go for it, let's go for it. I'm like, no. You're not about to do a set of deadlifts. You're you're yeah. trying to win an NFL game. He was cross-eyed with intensity on yes. that. I'm like, that's like, when we that's, make mistakes. That's emotional. Ashley was uh, a prisoner at the time, not really, but I made her watch the game, and she looked. She's like, "What was that a bad decision?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, you you did it once, okay? Mm-hmm. You tempted fate once. You're at the 40-yard line or 43, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, you could put them inside the 10 with a proper punt." At least make it hard for Patrick Mahomes. Okay? Like, at least test the guy a little bit. No, he goes for it, gets it batted down, and I thought to myself, this is it. Yep. This is where they're going to lose. This is how it happened last year. A couple mm-hmm. of the games for early on for them, they lost it in the last few moments of the game. Good call. And uh, then the defense went out there and stood their ground. Now, a couple of penalties certainly helped them there. With the right tackle, getting a little bit of the heebie-jeebies there, huh? he was like, oh. "Boy, he had." He, he didn't had know the snap count. He didn't. Know, he didn't even know what city he was. Brown in. all night. Yeah, all night. Scared. Kicking had, back. We well, had Hutch all night. That, that, that's a tough. That's a tough assignment, and he had him one on one. He did. He did actually. Did really no good tight end chip. Really no good nothing. Job. He for a while there, he did pretty good because he only allowed, I think, the two hurries up until. Late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, when he but, threw him in a cross-face chicken wing yeah. that one time. <laughs> but at that moment, I thought, 
You know, Patrick Mahomes only needed, what, 9 or 11 seconds two years ago in the playoffs? Yeah. To march down the entire field to get a touchdown. He only needed 15. Oh, Taylor. Sorry, it's Taylor, not Smith. Not he Brown. only needed 15 to 20 yards to get a field goal and win the game mm-hmm. this time. And he comes out just striping right to the receiver and right through his hands. Right to the receiver and right through his hands. I couldn't believe it. I thought Kadarius <laughs> Tony was the Lions' best player you know, at times last night. You know what I thought of? The moment that thing went through his hands for I don't even know how many times or when it hit him and just exploded off his hands. I thought of the replacements. What was that guy? The receiver? Yeah, with, the rece- with all the gunk on his <laughs> hands. all the stick him. Yes. He couldn't hang on to the ball. I forget his name. In the movie, I forget his name. Please, someone help me out. But I thought of that right away. And then when they missed the interception, I thought, oh, that's fine. You know, we're fine. Mm -hmm. But then it's still fourth and 20, then fourth and 25. Anthony, I still thought the Chiefs were going to get it. Well, you saw right before half when they completed the one. It was third and 17, and Mahomes found Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's always good for one play. Clifford Franklin. Clifford yeah, Franklin, yeah. that's it. Cliff, Clifford Fl- Franklin, yeah, the wide receiver. And mm-hmm. he, um, so anyways, you get to that moment, and now, now looking back, Dan Campbell successfully going for it early in the game with a with a fake punt, yeah, and then basically telling his defense, "I don't care, I trust you guys," even though I know he doesn't. <clears throat> I trust you guys, and they got the job done. That's a galvanizing moment for the Detroit Lions. And this is why players go out there and play so hard for Dan Campbell. Mm -hmm. Because he had no doubt. He's like, we're going for it. It was a mistake. Don't get me wrong. If they lose that game, that's a turning point where he looks back and goes, man, that was a really stupid coaching move. Yep. He's done it before, too, where he has has. not ended up converting, but they've also had really good plays where they do convert. Like Penny Sewell uh, last year, when they, for some reason, he's catching a fourth down pass. So it's just little stuff like that that gets these guys going. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me, you know, hey, what are your thoughts from last last night's game? I've got a lot of the, uh, smaller thoughts. Here's here's the overarching thought, though. Okay, before we get into what not having Travis Kelsey and Chris Chris Jones on the field did for the Chiefs, or some of the the intricate details of like the game plans and things like that, which I always love breaking down. Forget all that for a second. The over the one overarching takeaway that I had last night was this: as somebody that, and Jamie, you were in Detroit too. Yeah, you were in Detroit for several years yeah. playing for the Red Wings. I was there at it, that was my first radio job was in Detroit. I lived there for four or five years. The Lions, there was the it's always been the the theme was same old Lions. So anytime they had any sort of excitement. There was always a moment throughout the year when the media would plaster that statement. Same old Lions. So you have this offseason in which the national media is is on board. And they love the offense. They didn't really talk much about the defense. No. They kind of overlooked that. And I thought they overlooked it to the point where it's like, hey, why are, why aren't we talking more about the Lions defense not, not being good a year ago? But they overlooked that to, to hype up the Lions. Everybody's on board. So you go into Arrowhead on a celebra- on a Super Bowl celebration night. Banner night. 
banner night. You go into Arrowhead on opening night, regardless of Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones's playing status, and you win. That's impressive. That was a statement game early in the season for the Lions. Well, how about the fact that, and I didn't realize it until it was happening, I kind of wasn't paying attention, doing some stuff, watching the game. They had people at Ford Field in Detroit watching the game on the big screen. That's one of the more underrated fan bases in the NFL. Anthony, you know as well as I do, okay, that that just didn't happen for a long time. There was no way it could have happened. There was no, yeah, right, right. There was no reason to and root. Now they I mean, have, they, they, they would show up, but the, yeah, they're miserable. They it's a miserable fan base expecting because to their lose. team, yeah, because their team is always stunk. So not only did they have people at Ford Field watching the game, they had a massive following at the Chiefs game. A, a ton of Lions yeah. fans at Arrowhead. Yeah, they brought that up on the broadcast it last night. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And now you look at the team, and all also, they've got a waiting list now for season tickets. Things are changing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you go back to the general manager. What's his name again? Oh, uh, they're, they're Bradley or Brad, Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes. Yes. Okay. You go back to Brad Holmes and the roster he's put together mm-hmm. in a very short period of time and the fact that he picked the right mutant to lead these people. <laughs> right. He did. Yep. He did. Like, we we're watching the game last night and Dan Campbell's on the side and my girlfriend doesn't know who the hell Dan Campbell is. Who the hell's that guy? He's huge. Yeah. I'm like, well, he used to play, for one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think he still outbenches half the team. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and he's a psychopath. Yeah. But they love him. I love him. I'm Right now, anybody who's listening, anybody who has a connection at all to help us get Dan Campbell on this show, please do so. I want that guy on this show. He's. I want to play for him. I'll go be the I'll be the the holder. I don't care. <laughs> That's an important job as Bill Belichick. And I'll run down the field and try to tackle somebody for Dan Campbell. Yeah. I'll step in front of a bus for that guy right now. Eh, oh, five, yeah. ten miles an hour, nothing more than that. Sure. Just want to still Maybe coming to a stop or something. Something. Yeah. Rolling a stop sign. Sure. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think that the leadership that they've had from the GM. Now to the head coach, and now the players who are responding, I, I, it's been a massive turnaround. Yeah, and you you almost saw that last night when they faked when they faked the punt, they ran it because the you could tell like both sides were. I thought both offenses were pretty much out of sync all night. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's for sure, and 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 they've got a reason to because no Travis Kelsey, Kadarius Tony, he he and he got injured in the off season, so you didn't know if he was going to. He hurt his hands. No, he didn't. It wasn't a hand injury. Sure, it wasn't. A, yeah, sure, mm. car didn't drive over his hands. He had a rough night. <laughs> he had a rough night, and I, I hated. You know, we could talk about the the decisions, the fourth downs, and all that stuff for Kansas City. The one at the end, I didn't mind at all. I, that, it's about possessions at that point, not necessarily the clock. And, and a score by the Lions doesn't hurt you. You almost hope in the Lions score if you're the Chiefs because you get the ball back at least. So I didn't mind the fourth and whatever call at the end. That's I, I thought that was good game management. Really, Reed. Oh, I the fourth and Campbell. I'm like, Anthony. no, the fourth and twenty-five. Right? Like, why is he going for it? Because it's a possession game. You got three timeouts. If they if they kick a field goal, you got Mahomes. A little bit of time yeah. left, and you're only down by four. They score a touchdown. You're you got a little time left, Mahomes, and you need a touchdown at two point. I had no issue with 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 what he did Once there. Once he got to fourth down, though, don't you think? Or third down, even they should have give the ball back to the Lions at some point. 
and then force the Lions to go score. I think that's essentially what they did by going for it. I on, guess on you're right. Yeah, you're but right. You're, here's where you don't punt. You could get a pass interference call. You could get a defensive holding call, which would have set you up with the first first and five automatic first down. You could have got a roughing the passer call. They completed a third and whatever to Valdez Scantling yeah. in the in the second quarter. I didn't mind that play, play at all. What I didn't like was the Tony Jet sweep there. What the hell was that? On that one like so dumb. Here's and and we can criticize Are we, we be, getting too cute? Well, we can be hypercritical about every play call well, we that doesn't work out, right? But when when it's you're watching that game last night, right? When you're watching that game last night and the Lions linebackers, Campbell and Anzalone are so active to, to try to go sideways like that, I thought was just a dumb a dumb move. And the way that the tackles for Kansas City were constantly setting up so wide. Jawan Taylor? That Juwan, guy didn't Juwan get a Taylor. flag all night until it, when it really he mattered. Was, he was moving constantly. I mean. He had the salsa feet going there. He did. So, to, to well, again. Lined up where the running backs usually are. To, to call a jet really, sweep but. and try to go sideways made, made no sense to me. But credit the Lions. I, again, I thought their linebackers were highly active. And Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, they ranked dead last halfway through the year last year in everything, every defensive category. And they really finished in the bottom five in most defensive categories. But he made some adjustments last year. And there was a point where he switched up his front to match kind of what Vic Fangio does with his defense, uh, a gap and a half with his defensive linemen. And it started to turn things around. And then they signed a bunch of corners to improve the secondary. CJ CJ Gardner Johnson was one of them and then yeah the the pick six last night uh off off a, a ricochet there. But Aaron Glenn might have this defense point in the right direction. Jamie, I give you credit not only for the the pick last night, but you had mentioned when we were talking about the Lions a couple of weeks ago, last week I think, you said if the defense could merely be average, this offense is good enough to win the division. And it it showed last night. No, Cal- no, Kelsey. It's a huge deal. Oh, that's massive. But to hold them to, to, to hold Mahomes and Andy Reid to only twenty points at Arrowhead on opening night is impressive, nonetheless. It's gonna be a great year to be a Lions fan, Anthony. It said so far, so good, man. Jump on board, listeners. Jump on board. Come on. Jamie's driving yeah. the bandwagon. Yeah, I'll drive this. Seats, bandwagon. seats are filling up quickly, though. Yeah, they better be. It's a fast lane on one hundred and one ESPN. The lineup is out for tonight's Cardinals game. We'll play a lineup game next. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, time to play lineup game here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Cardinals fall last night to the Braves. Uh, another rough outing for Adam Wainwright. Um, Rough. Yeah. 8-5 loss. Ronald Acuna Jr. touch seats uh, immediately in the first inning. Braves go on to score three. Cardinals strike back for three. Tied up in the top of the second. But things fall apart again in the fifth and the sixth. And uh, Adam Wainwright stuck once again on 198 wins. I think Adam Wainwright and the St. Louis Cardinals and anybody who's currently thinking about 200 wins, I think they should just not think about it. Yeah, that's probably good advice. I don't mean, like, I'm not saying he won't get there, but let's stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because ever since that became the focal point, like, it hasn't been good. 
No. So, Jamie, right. uh, it's a good call. Yeah. I'm just trying to help. Tonight, Cardinals Reds. It'll be Andrew Abbott, the left-hander for the Reds. Oh, Jim's brother. Against, nope, 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 nope. Against Drew Rahm. Another lefty. You got a lefty left. You got a southpaw matchup. I just thought because Jim Abbott was a lefty too, wasn't he? Um, he was he a lefty? I can't remember. I can't which, which glove hand. he flipped to. Yeah. Hmm. No, I thought he had. No, I think he's a righty. Because I think he had his. I think he had the glove on the left side and then flipped it to the right. Oh, maybe I had that. Uh, it looks maybe, like he was a lefty. Yeah. Son of a. Yeah. yeah. He held his glove with the right arm. And then flipped it to the left. And then as soon as he his delivery, he would throw it and he'd grab his glove on the way back. That's remarkable. Super talented. For those who don't know, and, and I, I don't want to assume that everybody knows who Jim Abbott was, but er, er, Jim Abbott is, I should say. Jim Abbott is. Yeah, I think he's still with us. A former left-handed pitcher that had one arm. So he would throw, then you you know throw the glove basically to his to his other hand so that he could feel this position. He and did there's this every times single pitch. Where he'd have a comeback. Yeah, and he'd make a snag catch. it. He was he was really a, a great defender. Yeah. from a pitching standpoint, threw a no hitter too. He I did believe, throw a no hitter. Right, it's pretty it's freaking insane. Incredible. It is. It's absolutely insane. Watching that guy pitch back in the day was like must watch TV just because of how incredible he was. Could you imagine being a teammate too, like down about something? Oh yeah. Well, like, me. man, this I just, I just can't catch a break. Really? Really? I'm out here shoving with one arm. So, how about you just do your job? He probably would. He probably didn't say that, though. Well, he had two arms, Anthony. He just had one hand. He just had one hand. One hand. Yeah. You knew what I meant. All right, lineup game? Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Left-hander on the bump tonight, Jamie. So yeah. I think we're going to see a similar lineup. Oh, it's going to be copy and paste. All right. So uh, Tommy, Ed- Tommy Edmund. Just go ahead. Show, show us Tommy Edmund. It's not even exciting anymore. No. Tommy likey. Tommy want wingy. All right. Just uh, Tyler O'Neill. Show us Tyler O'Neill. Show us Tyler O'Neill, please. Oh, go ahead, Jamie. Show us Paul Goldschmidt, please. Mm. Gold! Rich with gold! Gold! It was a winning lineup last night, right? So keep it going. It wasn't. Show us Paul. Uh, Paul. Nolan Arenado. Nolan is a security guard at the Lumberyard. All right. Mm-hmm. I think this is where it changes, though. Yeah. I think Contreras Big Willie's in. Agreed. Show us that big Willie, please. This one goes out to all the big Willies. Wilson, are you naked? No, Tim, I'm wearing a hat. <clears throat> okay, so last night, the Cardinals had. Uh, let's I can see tell here. you, Anthony. I have my notes. Last night, Luke and Baker was at six. He ain't in there tonight. Okay. Uh, well, Walker, Walker was fifth. Was fifth. So, so Walker here. This will be Jordan Walker. All right, Anthony, go ahead. Show us. Walk it like it's hot. Okay. Walker must be getting the night off, apparently. Well. Burleson? No, he's a lefty. No. Gorman? Never mind. Gorman was seventh last night. He did get a hit. I know at least one. I have to go back and check. I could see that. I could or see Gorman here. Or they go Luke here. and Baker again. Or they what could did, go what Luke did Rube and Baker. do last night? Rube... 
Did. Not to say that I wasn't watching the whole game, but guess oh yeah, what? no, we all loved it. I it wasn't was, watching the whole game. It was very. Um, oh, it was good. Real good game. Yeah. The Lions. Yeah, it was. Uh, Luke and Baker, o for Deuce, with a walk and a run scored, and Burleson pinch hit for him late. Now oh, what the hell? Show uh, us. No, no, hang on, hang on. Show us Luke and Baker. Son of a. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Sometimes you just gotta go with it. <laughs> is this Walker now? Or is Walker out? I mean, what are you, were you Walker... resting? Yeah, resting the young kid's legs? I, I, Gorman was here yesterday. He was. So why don't, why don't we go Gorman and then Walker? Okay. So you leave you leave Gorman in there, and then you just slide Walker down for like no reason. Okay, but let's figure out where's Rube Baker playing. Is he the DH? He's the DH probably. Okay. So you got your first baseman, you got your DH, I'm with you, you on third Gorman catcher. Here. You got two outfielders <laughs> right now: Edmonds in center, O'Neill in left. So yeah, you need a second this baseman. Is, this is Jordan Walker. No, this is Nolan Gorman. There you go. Show us Nolan Gorman. There's a storm coming, Ari. Okay, so we got our second baseman. Then Walker to complete I, the I outfield. I think this is Walker. We go Walker win. WW. I love it. Go ahead. Let's walk it like it's hot, please. Walk it like it's hot. Walk it like it's hot. And then this has got to be win, 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 isn't it? Go Show for us. It. Mason win. What a shame. Oh, so, so this has got to be uh, Fermin. Unless, Unless Edmund, it's maybe it's Palacios is playing center field and Edmonds playing shortstop, or Newt is in center. Oh yeah, and Edmonds at short. Well, I definitely think Edmonds at short. Yeah, he's right. He's got to be. So now it's either Newt or um, Newt Palacios. Was, Newt was not in the lineup yesterday. No, so it's Newt. <clears throat> All right, it's show, Newt. Yeah. Show us that pepper grinder. One, two, nice. three, four. I'm grinding. Okay. I'm grinding. Good job, Jamie. Not bad. Not bad. Go ahead, Marsh. Run that thing. All right. Leading off the shortstop, Tommy Edmond. Batting second, left fielder Tyler O'Neill. Batting third, first baseman Paul Goldschmidt. Your cleanup hitter, third baseman Nolan Arenado. Batting fifth, catcher Wilson Contreras. Batting sixth, the DH, Luke and Baker. Batting seventh, second baseman Nolan Gorman. Batting eighth in right field, Jordan Walker. And batting ninth, the center fielder, Lars Taylor Tatsui Newt Bar. <laughs> nice. Man. They landed out. Back, 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 back. They That might be the first time I've been able to say Newt Bar's name there. What I just saw. Jamie, you have a question. Are we at the um, point of the season where we're celebrating outs? Let me let me yeah. polish mm. that up. We get a text from the 636 says, Hey, Baker had a really good at-bat where he laced it to center field. Harris almost overplayed it coming in and had to jump for it. Hmm. Okay. Se- yeah. What? Now we're celebrating what? what are they- no, I just wait, 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 wait. Anthony, loud outs? No, he's just, po- he just pointing it out for I us. I understand, but... I. And I understand the 636 might be actually being snarky right now. Because can't tell, right? I read everything mean. You do. I do. I don't think he's being mean. I think maybe he's either trying to help or it's it's like this. I don't know. Hey, you know, Baker. Ah, 
Yeah. Hey, Baker had a hard hit to center that uh, Harris almost overplayed. If it's that Why way. Why wouldn't he be in the lineup? If it's that way, I love the text. All right. If it's telling me that the reason Baker's in is because he had a really good out, I'm not happy. It's well, a Friday. Mm. I think the text was made in snarky fast lane form. Oh, so, okay. Well, now they just... Oh, he, no, he cleared it up. It says people that know baseball see that as a positive. Oh, so oh, Now you ruined it for yourself. Okay. You should have just mm. went with the fact that we thought it was sarcastic. Must be part All of the coaching right. staff. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, at the beginning of the year, they would, at least in the, the post-game press conferences... Just Ollie, Jeff Albert? Ollie would say, like, hey, you know, we, we the, heart, the exit velocity off the bat and all that stuff, like, you know, they're hitting the ball really well. It's just going to people. You're celebrating failures. That's what you're doing. Not you. Not me. Not you, Andrew. I I didn't mean to make you feel attacked. Well, I appreciate that, Jamie. Thanks for clearing that up. I'm just glad we found the one Cardinals fan that was still watching at that point. People know baseball. And it's not a positive. A positive would have been over the damn fence, into the gap, a double. That's positive. Well, you don't know baseball. Hmm. Well, I know enough about that, Anthony. Let's Hmm. thumb our nose at you. Well, let's really Hmm. hit the ball hard into the guy's glove. Okay, I mean, let's not go too no, far, Jamie. I mean, you're you're got to hit the ball Hey, hard. you're either with me or you're against me. You're right. I'm with Jamie. Mm. We're not celebrating any outs in the fast lane, okay? Mm. Unless it's a pitcher. And we know we can't celebrate any outs from a pitching standpoint because the pitchers haven't gotten any this year. Not mm. many. Yep. Preach! By the way, 636, have a great weekend. I just Oh, that was the 636? I like the 636. Mm. There's more than one 636. Though. Man, I like to view my 636 Your vision is just, just, just one. one person. Yeah. With several well, you, different burner phones. Just a team, basically. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Do burner phones have area codes? Oh, Marshy, like you don't wow. know. Come, Come on. <laughs> Marshy. He walked in the office one day and three phones. Like, what's that? Yeah. He goes, yeah. I'm don't back worry on Tinder. It. I'm like, what? This was a while ago. Ah. He looked and said, don't worry about it. And we knew. All right. Uh, did you run it, Marsh? Yeah. Okay. We ran it. We hit the home run. <laughs> we're already run doing thing. the home run we, we derby. We're doing the home run. run. Okay. Yeah, we're about yeah. to lose time. Hurry up here, Anthony. You're off clock again. Come on. Yeah. I am. You're Take right. Take one little shot that of happened. energy drink. Yeah, and he's all over the place. Now he's like JoJo, the idiot Look like Juan Taylor out there on the offensive line. JoJo, the circus boy. Pretty new pet. Go ahead, Jamie. All right. My turn. Uh, Is, are the standings still the same? Nine, seven? Yeah, I don't think anyone hit a home run last no. night. No. Well, at least on the Cardinals. My Acuna no. pick. Play uh, out. There you go. I think Nolan Arenado wakes up tonight. Actually, scratch that. Ooh. No, I'm going to go with that because the moment I scratch that, Anthony, mm. you know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. No. Yep. Nolan mm. Arenado, please. All right, Marshy. Let's go Contreras. That's where I was going. That's what I was going to do. I was going to flip. Contreras. I was. I'm going to go walk it like it's hot. All right. Jordan wow, Walker. Look at that. All right, there you have it. Fastlane. Right. Jamie Rivers, luck, Andrew Marsh, Anthony Saltzers, Fastlane on 101 ESPN. What needs to be the identity of the Blues this season? Jamie will tell you next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Hetman Lumber. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, Trex, Envision, Azek, and decorators to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. 
Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Stop by and see Hackman's expanded paint department, too, with brushes, rollers, painter's tape, and four different lines of interior and exterior paint. Custom color match available. Visit Hackman Lumber's newly remodeled stores in St. Peter's and Pacific, or their showroom in Troy, Missouri. Hackman Lumber. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Don't forget, you can join us and Bud Light for Blues and Brews on Friday evening, September 22nd at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. Get fired up for the Blues season at this outdoor street party. It's featuring live music from country music star Chris Lane, as well as local blues musician Marquise Knox, plus appearances by blues player players and alumni, food trucks, blues merch, 101 ESPN giveaways, and much more. Tickets are now on sale, so visit 101ESPN.com for additional event details and to purchase your tickets for Blues and Brews on September 22nd. Speaking of our Blues, Jamie, what what needs to be the identity for this Blues team this year? We, we both agree that they should be considered a, a playoff contender. Yes. You didn't make it last year. Expectations should be a fairly quick rebound. But in order to do so, it's not just about the talent. It's about the identity. So what identity do the Blues need to have this year in order to cash in on those expectations of the playoffs? Heavy forecheck. Tenacious forecheck. Whatever word you want to call it, forecheck. That's where the game starts for the Blues. Craig Berube has said it several times to us on this show, to the other media members here in St. Louis, to anybody who will listen. This team needs to be heavy on the forecheck. And that doesn't mean you go in there and you're just absolutely murdering people on the other team. You have certain guys who can send a message physically. You've got the Sunquist, you've got Torbchenko, you've got Braden Shan, Jake Neighbors, Sammy Blay. You've got guys that can rattle the glass out there with some hits, but that doesn't necessarily equate to a good forecheck. Sometimes you can be overly aggressive, pull yourself out of position, and the opposition uses you by having you be too aggressive, and then the guys behind you aren't in their spot. That's why it's imperative that you have a steady forecheck. And what I mean by that, let me explain, is it can't just be one guy in like scorched earth and then four guys that are late to the dance. Yeah. Because all that happens there is the guy absorbs the hit, moves the puck past the first guy, you're up with speed. Now you're you're caught on your heels. So what you need is you have to have it timed properly where F1, so forward one, gets in there, and he's he's there to disrupt. I always call that guy the hunter. He's there to get in there and hit the player, get the puck, separate the puck, cause confusion, deflect it, whatever it is. It can't be an easy play for the team that's looking to break out of their zone. The second guy is equally as important because when a player is under stress like the opposition is going to be at that point, they're going to try and make the quickest, easiest, simplest play to get out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, that's usually right close. So it's either quick up to the winger, a quick D to D, a quick pop pass to the middle, whatever it is. So F2, your second forward, he has to be right up on your heels so that the loose change that's kind of lingering around, he has a chance now to pick that up. And then your F3, your high forward, he's you know kind of guarding that area at the top of the circles, high slot. And then when you have a good forecheck like that, your defenseman can hold the blue line. They can be aggressive and stand up. 
So for me, the identity of the Blues has to go back to when they were a heavy four-check team. And all that means is you have to compete. And what does Craig Berube say all the time? Yeah, he wants guys that can compete. I need competitive guys. I need guys that compete in practice, compete for loose pucks, compete in the defensive zone, offense. It's all about competing. We had Braden Shen on yesterday, and he's like, yeah, Chief wants guys to be good teammates, work hard out there, compete. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the message is clear. Yeah. So for me, the identity of the Blues this season has to be a heavy four-check team. And I guarantee you, if they're able to do that, the neutral zone will clean itself up because you'll have more bodies that can disrupt the middle of the ice in the neutral zone because everybody's up together as, as a pack of five. And then defensively, you'll give up less opportunities of giving up the blue line with ease. So the defensemen can't stand guys up if they don't have back pressure from their forwards that are helping out. Back pressure, all that is, is back checking. Guys that are coming back to disrupt. So if the opposition's trying to gain the blue line and they slow down for a second, boom, someone's lifting their stick and taking the puck from behind. Mm-hmm. Or the defenseman now can stand up knowing that they've got, let's say it's Braden Shen, at full speed. So as soon as they step up and slow the other player down, either fully or even half, Braden Shen's right there to pick up the loose change or, or to intercept the puck from the player. Mm-hmm. But all of it starts off of having a heavy forecheck. Do they have the personnel? They do. Do they have the want to? That's the biggest question I have about a few of these guys is like the Jordan Kairos, the Robert Thomas, the Jacob Verana, really super skilled, super able. But if they're not willing to get in there on the four check or to be the second guy or the third guy in the right spot, then that's where the problems happen. And I'm not just isolating it to them, but I am kind of highlighting them because there were times last year where it wasn't there. And what's really crazy for me is those three guys have such good speed, such good foot speed, that they could disrupt plays all over the ice. And so that's the maturity level, though, too. you gotta, you got to continue to mature as a player and realize what you can do without having to be Braden Shen and smashing through guys all the time. Look at Ryan O'Reilly. I don't know if he had 11 body checks last year. I'm not being facetious. Or the year before. He doesn't have to. Because he'd get in there, he'd be tenacious, he'd get right in that little triangle, which is where the stick is out in front of the player and the legs makes a little triangle, go mm-hmm. right through the triangle, take away the opponent's hands, and now you can get the puck back. And Ryan O'Reilly's not blessed with speed. He's blessed with competitiveness. So when you have other players like Thomas, Kairu, Verana, Kapanen, you name it, doesn't matter. Let's throw everybody in the bucket. Sammy Blay, if they're going hard, then they're just as able to forecheck and play like Ryan O'Reilly. In fact, maybe more so because they have better foot speed. But do they have the desire to be that guy? Do they have the want to bear down? Do they have that fire in their belly to just compete, compete, compete? We'll find out. Because Ryan O'Reilly, that's one thing that separated him. Of the many great things that he did, he's a tenacious competitor. So the foot speed wasn't necessarily the main thing Mm -hmm. for Ryan O'Reilly. But the Blues definitely have the personnel, especially if you look at some of the lines where they're going to be set up. Oscar Sundquist coming back. Sammy Blaze now back. He's a fixture on this team. Torbchenko's got a bigger voice, bigger role. Jake Neighbors, I talk about him. He put on some size. I saw him today. I was like, poof, kid hit the gym. He's finding that man strength. Well, guess what? That's going to make a difference, too. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter, it's a fast line on 101 ESPN. We have our NFL divisional previews. I think we're done today, right? Marshy, yep. So we got the NFC South that we're going to do next, and then AFC South. 
in the five o'clock hour, and that'll be it for our NFL predictions. I'm sure we'll hand out some Super Bowl predictions as well. Um, with Game One last night going to the Detroit Lions in a in an upset at Arrowhead Stadium, NFC South divisional preview next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time to go around the NFL with the Fastlane season preview of the NFC South. All right, before we get to the NFC South divisional preview, the Cardinals have just announced that the Guns N' Roses concert that we have been giving away tickets for this week, uh, unfortunately, has been postponed. Why did the Cardinals cancel it? Well, um... Let me just read this. How about that? The Guns N' Roses concert scheduled for Bush Stadium tomorrow, Saturday, September 9th, has been postponed due to illness. Hang on to your tickets. The event organizer is working the, working to reschedule the concert. You will receive an update via email as soon as the status of the event changes or the new date is announced. Please note, fans who are unable to make the rescheduled date will be eligible for a refund. So again, the Guns N' Roses concert that is set up for tomorrow has been postponed. There you have it. According for illness. Who's who's ill? Uh, just uh, just says uh, illness. So is that like the <clears throat> look, guys? I don't know. Okay, I don't and know. Anthony, you bring us this announcement, but you don't know anything. Like well, ill as in it. like cool or as in sick? That's a really good uh, good question. You know, as the in, youth these days, yeah. not healthy. Like ooh, you know, it's we're, time to we're get ill. ill. Yeah, Remember the Beastie Boys. Yeah, oh yeah. Hmm. License to get ill. Yeah, mm-hmm. people. That was say- the name of the album. Yeah, people still saying that. No, no. It's been a while, actually, mm-hmm. Marshy. Yeah. I'm quite surprised that you brought that up. Anyways, NFC South. Last two divisions we're going to do today. Both South divisions: NFC, AFC South, NFC. Right now, let's start off with uh, the team that should finish in the bottom of the division. I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having a top five pick next April. Not me. And Todd Bowles being fired at some point. Nope. Okay, so Jamie's hold up. So hold off. Marsh, Tampa fourth. Uh, you know, Jamie's kind of been on a heater lately. I kind of want to switch my pick from Tampa Bay <laughs> I, to, I don't blame you. to uh, Carolina. Well, hold on here. Is that where you're going? I don't know. You told me to be quiet. Well, so Bryce Young. I told you hold off, not no, be quiet. No, you're just bossing me around. Bryce yeah, Young. Stop it. Might not make it the whole season because Frank Reich we've established wants him dead wants him dead does yeah. not like him uh, doesn't like him uh, offensive line doesn't like him who the hell is he going to throw footballs to well uh, Adam Thielen when he's healthy apparently mm-hmm. he's not going to be healthy for week one DJ Chark yeah DJ when was the last Chark time he there? was healthy it's been a minute mm-hmm. for DJ Chark Mingo he's a rookie he's a rookie can't count on him yeah uh, you got Terrence Marshall He's there. Mm. They signed Hayden Hurst. Mm. So last place for me. Okay. So you got Carolina in last? Yes. Jamie, who's your last place team? Oh, Carolina. Okay. Yep. All right. I just don't believe it all. And I think that Shaky Bakey's gonna be just good enough to not be in last place. Todd Bull still gets fired, but Shaky Bakey at least still has some wide receivers he can get the ball to. He, he certainly does. Uh, can yeah. he get them to him? I don't know. But they'll be no. open. All he needs to do is just dump the ball off to Rashad White and let him run. 
And I'm not just saying that because I have him on two team. of yeah. my fantasy there, football there teams. Jamie. I know, there right? On, and I'm not just saying that, which means I'm just saying I'm that. Just saying what? That. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying is what Marshy's saying. All right, so I have the Panthers in third. Um, I don't I don't uh, mind their roster. Who? Carolinas. I don't think it's terrible. Uh, their defense, you know, they signed Von Bell. They got J.C. Horn. Their corner, who they took in the top 10 a couple of years ago. Brian Burns, now that he's not holding out, stud defensive end. Uh, Carolina's got some sporadic talent. They're just not going to be good enough in key spots. And you don't, you just don't know what a rookie quarterback's going to bring to the table in Bryce Young. So, I But I, I got Carolina third. I got the Buccaneers third for the exact reason I said, is that they, they still have enough talent to not be dead last, but they're not nearly good enough at the quarterback position specifically mm-hmm. to be any higher than third. I also have Buccaneers. Third. As my third team, I have the Falcons second. Mm. What? Well, you the have Falcons them in the playoffs. Second. This is almost breaking news. Anthony has been absolutely just petting the snot out of the Falcons. All well, he said there'll be a wild card team. Oh, he said he said they're going to win the the conference too. No, well, I didn't. Yeah, literally. I'll back you up. You never said that Thank because you. that Marshy. I mean, you have some crazy takes. That's that one wants. might be way too crazy. This uh-huh. is a Friday. This is where we send Anthony home, wanting to swallow his own tongue for the weekend. This what do you is mean how this we- is a Friday. It's it's every day. Well, yeah, but we really like Fridays. I love when you go screeching I'm out numb. of the parking lot. I'm numb now at all Hey, this. Anthony, I want you to have a good weekend. He's gone. He's <laughs> middle pissed finger. Off. Middle just, finger. Yeah. Anyways. To the I, poor lady who's walking across the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't have been standing there. Falcons, second. We just got done having the conversation about the Blues and their identity. Say this about the Falcons. We have no idea what the quarterback situation is going gonna, is gonna to hold with Desmond Ritter. They know exactly who they are, though. They're going to go into every game looking to run the football no matter how. They were down by multiple digits in the second half last year of multiple games and said, we're still running. Smith would go. Arthur Smith would go, run it. (laughs) Run it. And now they got multiple backs. B. John Robinson I'm excited for. Tyler Algier Algier had 1,000 yards rushing last Mm -hmm. year as a rookie. Cordell Patterson is still there. We'll see about mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts and you know Drake London and some of their other skill position guys. Matt Collins apparently is having a good camp. But I think they're going to play in a lot of close games. They're going to give themselves a chance. And I think that based on the schedule, they're going to sneak in as the last wildcard team mm-hmm. in the NFC. Uh-uh-uh. You got them win the division? No, I have oh. them coming in second, and I think they will be right there for that final wild card until they lose and my Minnesota Vikings snag the seventh seed, and we can walk ourselves over to Waffle House and watch you eat waffles for a full 24. That'd be unbelievable. It's going to be tough. Um, yeah, I've got the Falcons second as well. So we all have the Saints. I actually debated putting them in third, but... He didn't want to hurt your feelings. Not that yeah. good. <laughs> Not about the Bucks. feelings. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, break. <laughs> Jamie just said nothing a minute to do with me. Ago. Trust me. I know. Uh, Anthony screeches his car uh, coming out of the parking lot today. I Try uh, yourself to sleep. So we all have the Saints. We all have the Saints win the division. Yeah. I think there's. Is that a mistake? I, I don't think it's a mistake. I will say this, though. There, There is kind of a. A small contingent of NFL fans that have always backed. Derek Carr. Like, have always said, you know, Derek Carr, if you put a, a, 
a lot around him. He'll be, you know, he'll be, he'll be good. He'll prove you wrong, right? It, there's a lot of people based on the one year that he had when he led the Raiders to the playoffs. And unfortunately, he got hurt, so wound, he wound up not playing in that playoff game. But there's a lot of like Derek Carr believers. Dude, you're in a bad division, in a bad conference. You finally have a defense. You've got more than enough around you offensively. Derek Carr, if you don't win this division, I don't I don't want to hear about mm. how how good Derek Carr is and he just needed to get out of Vegas slash Oakland. I think there's some there's some decently high, relatively high expectations for Derek Carr this year. He should lead the Saints to a division title. Absolutely. This guy has been way better than anybody gives him credit for. There it is. Mm. He has been. <laughs> there it is. Nobody I don't listen. I have crapped all over the Raiders and Derek Carr and I've, I have given him no respect. Then when I look at his numbers compared to some of the other quarterbacks I'm like, he's not that bad. Don't we do the same thing with Kirk Cousins? We though? do. No, you guys crap all over him. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. But and he's Kirk got Cousins, good numbers too. If Kirk Cousins was on the Raiders it would have been a very similar type situation. Then Kirk Cousins goes to the Vikings or goes to the Saints. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, you know what? It's not a bad quarterback. Now you put him with a with a better team, better coaches. I don't know. I think you should. I think it's the way I feel, Anthony. Yeah, I shouldn't fine. feel so bad for having my own opinion. Well, I just I wonder. You know, you're being kind of hypocritical. You're Am just, I really? Yeah. How, in what way? Well, let me tell I'll you, Jamie. For me, please. You were all over that texter earlier about Luke and Baker. Mm. You know what Derek Carr has been in his career? He's been the guy that hits the line drive to center field. Mm-hmm. Loud out. That's what Derek Carr has been. And you were all over the texter earlier from the 636. It's not even, you can't even Talking about Luke two. and Baker. You can't. Derek Carr Look in his at career. Derek Carr's career numbers. Derek Carr in his Look career. His freaking numbers, Anthony. Hey, he hits the ball hard. Have you ever looked at his numbers? Once. Win games. Once. Have you ever? Yeah. When? What do you mean when? When have you all looked the time. at Derek? No, don't believe you at all. I I know the numbers are fine for Derek Carr. Yeah, so Same thing with problem? Kirk Cousins. But we crush Kirk Cousins. Kirk Kirky doesn't have a defense either. I don't know. We do. You do. What do you mean? Wh- you you do. do too. No, I don't. Not nearly as you much as you do. fit me when I, I bring him up. I Thank you, Marsh. I laugh at you when you bring up the Vikings. That's fair. He does nothing but crap on Kirk Cousins in prime time. Oh, look, it's a noon That's game. That's true. He'll you do do fine. that. Okay, but Marsh, come on. Think about it's it. Facts. Last year, last year we were like, ah, you know, we're crapping all over Kirk Cousins and the Vikings for all these one-score games, and now we're building up the Lions because they won in a one-point-one-score game. Yeah, they're just, all a, just admit, though, yeah, in prime time. It's a little bit different. They should have lost that game. Shoulda, woulda, shoulda, coulda. coulda. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but, but, but again, why are we not saying the same thing about because Kirk Cousins and the Vikings? I'm going to gonna defend my, out. you know, Marsh. I'm going to defend my Bart Starr Award winner. <laughs> you should. You know what, Andrew? You should. What would you think <laughs> if the Cardinals went this route for their starting pitching? We'll tell you what this oh, is. Oh, Tommy? Nah, well, probably not. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Four, 
your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Our guy, Brandon Kylie, who you can follow online at uh, his at BK Sports Talk. He had posted an Eno Saris clip or a, a, a you know article where he talks about how he'd fix the Cardinals. And what Eno Saris wrote from The Athletic was, how about five years and $75 million to Japanese right-hander Shota Imanaga. I'm probably hacked that up, but that's his name. His Japanese stats compare favorably to Yamamoto, who's most likely coming over this offseason, as well as Kodai Senga, who has pitched very well for the Mets this year. He got a contract last offseason from the Mets. So Imanaga, who is already 30, but his stuff plays, according to Enoceris. I've never seen him pitch, but apparently, you know, Enoceris has broken him down, and Imanaga has pitched very well. If you couple him with Sonny Gray for less than $20 million a season, that's what Enoceris would do in terms of fixing the Cardinals. And BK tweeted <sighs> out, Enoceris fixed the, fixed the Cardinals. So our question would be, what if, what if the Cardinals did, did that? What if they did that when it comes to the offseason? How would you feel? Uh, not great. Because BK put the put this out there in like a poll on Twitter. He said, how would you feel about the Cardinals offseason? Over the moon, meh, that's fine. Underwhelmed, that's a complete failure. I would be somewhere between meh, that's fine, and underwhelmed. Probably more so underwhelmed. I just don't like putting my faith into an unproven player. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that with Imaga. Mm-hmm. He, he might be the next Shohei Otani. He might not be as well. No. It's a different game over there. and The hitters are different. A lot of the hitters aren't to the level of what you're going to experience here. The game is played somewhat differently. It doesn't always translate playing-wise the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an awful lot of money and a lot of risk for the Cardinals right now who need certainty. So if there's another team out there that wants to do a little risk-reward thing, okay, fine. But the Cardinals, I feel like they need undeniable certainty in what they're doing with their pitching staff. And I just don't know if I want to do that with a player that I I, I have no idea what it looks like against Major League Baseball players. Would you be more interested? Let's, let's further the conversation, though. Let me play devil's advocate here. Go ahead. Blake Snell and Aaron Nola. They're gone, right? They're off the off. They're not going to be available. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going to be available, but they're not. I just, I, I don't. Th- this is the tricky part here, okay? Because I feel like anytime we bring this up, you're met with, well, you know, you're the Cardinals. Get in, go out and get an ace. I mean, we can talk about that all off season. Yep. Well, that could be our take. Go out and get an ace, and we're right. Yeah, but we're they not, should. It's not really a take. It's a blanket statement. Exactly. What's the more? What's more realistic? The Cardinals land Nola or Snell, or Nolan Snell wind up with another team next year. Well, if the past is the predictor of the future, then Nola and Snell will not be wearing the birds on the back. Exactly. So, so I get what you're saying. So now, but I feel like when we have this conversation, we start to talk about Sonny Gray. We talk about somebody else. Everybody's like, it's Nola or Snell. You guys know that they need an ace. Yeah, we know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say from that from that standpoint. I mean, I'm not going to. We back can't down. have a conversation. I'm not going to back down from what I said a long time ago. I think that the Cardinals have to have to get one of them. I don't disagree. What, but whatever it takes, 
If it's overspending, it's overspending. I don't disagree. But if Snell doesn't want to be here and Nola wants to go back to Philly, yeah. there's nothing you can do. So let's let's broaden the conversation. Would Imanyaga, who who uh, we're going off of Eno Saris's kind of breakdown here, and Eno knows more about pitching than we do, but if would you be more in, intrigued by him compared to some of these like secondary and third options on the market for the Cardinals that that could, that could be available? So you're asking me about Sonny Gray? No, no, I'm asking you about Imanyaga. Imanyaga. Yes. If and how much are you giving him? Five years and seventy-five million. So for five years and seventy-five million, what how my, old is he? He's thirty. Woof. Stuff plays big. This is what Sarah says. The only problem is that Imanyaga is older, already thirty, and shorter than both. But his stuff plays plays up big time, and he misses more bats than the other two, meaning Senga and Yamamoto. So he misses more bats than those two guys. And the uncertainty of bringing a pitcher over from another league offers a, offers a chance to get a bargain. So this is what I'm kind of interested in here. If it's Imanyaga for five years and $75 million, theoretically, Jamie, you should be able to get two more pitchers then. Sonny Gray at $20 million and then whoever else you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I, just, I still don't like it. Because if, if you go NOLA, if you go NOLA or Snell, you have an ace. Boom. Done. You also probably leave yourself a little shorter from a budget standpoint for four and five. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, there's no certainty for me in this player. And no, especially not. at 30 years old. Yeah. I just think this one could blow up in your face. So could getting. No, I've getting a couple of mediocre guys. I know. You know, it's an interesting thought. I wouldn't stop if I were if I was Eno Saris here. I, I I wouldn't stop at just Sonny Gray. Then you got to you got to throw in another starter. No, you can't just go two. You got to get three. There you you got to get three. Absolutely, I don't care who it is. You got to get three, even if it's a four or five starter. Like you got to get three guys. Mm-hmm. I just I'm trying to wrap my brain around. Iminaga, mm. I'm trying trying to wrap my brain around that. If he's 26, 27, I'd be sure. At 30, man, I just don't know. A lot of these other free agents are going to be in that range. Proven. I know he's a stud pitcher in the Japanese league. Mm. But what does that really mean? What does that really equate to? Like out of so so, hear me out. What if what if he's hear me out? Okay. Out of all the players that play in the Japanese league, how many of them come over and have great careers? Uh, you remember the ones that do because there's so few and far between. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. I'm not saying they don't they don't have good players. I'm not saying they don't play good baseball. But it's not like each team is flooded with Japanese players. If if he were if he comes over, though, and he's Sanga, who's also 30, by the way. So the Mets signed him last offseason. In 25 starts and 143 in a third innings, Jamie. He's yeah. got a 308 ERA and a FIP of 347. Yeah, in the Japanese league. No, no, with the Mets. Oh, Sanga. You're yes, talking about Sanga. I'm talking about Sanga. Okay. So, if, so if this guy is Sanga next year. If. What if he's not? 
What if he's one of the many Japanese players that have come over and absolutely does not work? Then you're looking at a rotation of a bunch of mid-level starters. Yeah. I think the other thing we got to wrap our heads around is that the Cardinals the Cardinals have to produce an ace. They have to develop an ace. If you think of the aces that the Cardinals have had, Chris Carpenter came over from Toronto. Wainwright came in the deal, obviously, with the Braves, but they developed him. Yeah. Michael Walker was on track to be an ace. They drafted and developed him. I think you have to draft and develop this guy. I don't know if you're going to be able to, in a market where there's only two aces now, because Shohei Otani is not not going to pitch next year. Julio Urias, who knows what his future is now. You've got two guys, Snell and Nola. So we get a great text here from the 314 and says, what if the Japanese pitcher is your number four and not your ace? Does that make you stomach the unknown better? <clears throat> I guess so, but it's an awfully expensive number yeah. four. Like, and I don't care about the money. It's not my money. Right. But If, if Mr. DeWitt wants to spend $100 million on this guy, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> does it really help your team, though, when you can probably get a number four for a lot cheaper? Yeah, he can't not for seventy five million. He you can't I mean? be yeah, he can't be a, a five or a four, I mean, with for seventy for seventy five million. Although what what is that what is that AAV, Jamie? Let's do the quick math on that. Seventy five over five? Yeah, fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen million. Bad. Actually actually that would be This would be the number four. Yeah. I'm fine with it then. All right. So I, that texture brings up a good point. It brings it really changes the game for mm-hmm. me. So don't focus on the seventy five, focus on the fifteen. Focus on the fifteen and focus on the fact that the upside could be a, a two, mm-hmm. maybe a one. I don't think that. I think that's a stretch. A two, the downside's four. Yeah. Okay. It improves I, your rotation. I would kick the tires. There you go. All right. We did it. We convinced Jamie. We got there. We got there. Nice job, Texter. Who was that Texter from? Three one four. The old three one four. Nice job uh, there. Three one four. Maybe not. Hang on. Nope. I could be lying. Yeah. They're they're yep. They're gone. Okay. College football week two. Some interesting storylines. We'll also start off with uh, Mizzou. So we got a, a, a college football week two primer for you next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. College football week two actually kicks off tonight. You got a local game, essentially, with Illinois taking on Kansas. The old Illinois-Kansas game here. 6.30 kickoff tonight. Week two doesn't have a lot of big-time matchup matchups, guys. But we're uh, we're kind of critical somewhat of Mizzou's offense. And we, we all admit it. Like, look, it's, it's week one. It's a South Dakota team that, you know, you don't have to show a whole lot in order to beat them, and Mizzou didn't. But Middle Tennessee State, you at least step up a little bit in competition. Is there anything that Mizzou's offense can show you guys tomorrow that would change your mind a little bit, at least a little bit, when it comes to Mizzou's offense moving forward? Yeah, less of a pop gun offense for me. Like It's got to look real for me. And what I mean by that is it can't just be the little wee, you know, 
the, the shotgun, little play action, and then dump. Shotgun, dump. It's got to be like, let's run a real offense here. Mm-hmm. Let's take the top off at times. Let's get some guys downfield with some accuracy. Let's spread the ball around to different levels offensively. So you've got your little five, six-yard, seven-yard plays, but then you're going for the 15-yard, and every now and then throw in a 25 to 30. You need to mix it up for me to believe that this offense has the ability to do bigger, better things. If you don't mix it up or you're not willing to, it tells me two things. One, your your play calling sucks or your players can't do it. Mm-hmm. And if the players can't do it, your problem's bigger than the play calling at that point. Show me that Brady Cook can do it. Show me that some of these guys can make these plays. Because right now you're not even letting them try. Right. You're not. And teams now, good defensive teams, even teams that are not great, that have good defenses, are going to clue in here. They're going to swallow these guys up and spit them out. Mm-hmm. And then you got an offense that doesn't know what to do because they're either unprepared with the systems or unable because they're not good enough. Yep. So I need to see different levels of offense, meaning like yardage-wise, to show me that this offense at least has the creativity from a systems standpoint or play-calling standpoint and has the ability athletically to execute it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd like to see Mizzou stretch the football down the field. I think that's pretty, you know, pretty standard for for what we want to see, right? If they can move the football down the field uh, more than 30 yards, please. Uh, and I, I would like to see them just, I don't know, score more points. <laughs> Alabama put up 56 last week against Middle Tennessee, so you know that this team, you know, it isn't great by any means, but. Uh, if Mizzou wants to prove that they can hang with the big boys of the SEC, I need to see something similar. Yeah, well, they can't. Uh, I'm with I'm with Jamie. You said it. Yeah, they can't. We were thinking it. <laughs> I'm with Jamie in terms of I the offense. <laughs> it, let's uh, you know anybody said well you know Brady Cook this Brady Cook that the regardless of what you think of Brady Cook, Brady Cook he in one game thus far. Because we we got a new OC here, so new new play caller. In one game, he wasn't asked to do anything. So really? against an easier opponent, where yeah. you should be experimenting. I know you mm-hmm. don't want to open up the playbook, but it, that's like a scrimmage that you have available to you to try some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are you going to ask Brady Cook to make a couple of reads? Are you going to ask him to make a couple of evaluation throws? It won last week. That was it. One where it's like he he held the linebacker, held the safety over top, dotted the receiver for the, the first touchdown of the game. Other than that, there was no evaluation throws. I, I don't I don't care that the most of the most of the offenses in the nation right now are are basically RPOs and smoke screens. Not to the level of what Mizzou did last week, and not to the level of what we've seen this Mizzou t- Mizzou team did. Uh, has done a couple of for a couple of years now offensively. And Jamie, to your point about the SEC, and then last week, you could say, well, you don't want to open up the playbook. Do you really want to be in a spot against? Forget an SEC opponent. How about Kansas State next week? Do you really want to be in a spot where you have to have where the game turns into a drop back passing game, and you don't know if Cook can can kill can kill a defense on a smash concept? can kill a defense over the middle, can kill a defense uh, on the outer hashes. Not not practice, but in the game. Do you want to be in that spot? Because by that point, it's too late. So I hope they open up the offense a little bit this week. Texas and Bama. 
That's the marquee matchup. Texas number 11, Alabama number 3. Last year, Texas should have beat Alabama. Really? They should have. But there's a misholding call. I'll say it right now. Misholding yes. call on Bryce Young. And Cam and and uh, Sam Yours were was, and a tackle. was banged up like, but you don't it, see to me. I think Alabama. I, I don't I don't give Texas much of a shot to, to pull off the upset this oh, week. No, I, this Texas roster no. is talented, but down the, you could tell last last week like without Bijan Robinson, this Texas offense looks dramatically different. So I, I think that with what Alabama did last week. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think they're gonna hang fifty six on Texas's defense like they did Middle Tennessee State. But I, I think that Alabama wins this game 10, 10 or more points. Do you guys give any any chance for Texas? Uh, oh. No, not to win the game. No. What's the what's the seven and a half? Spread? Seven and a half. Mm. Alabama's laying seven and a half. Yeah. They're favored by seven. Well, I and figured half. that. Um. <sighs> Nah, still Bama. I think they win by 10, like you said. In Tuscaloosa, last year it was in Texas. So, you know, they have a little bit of the, the home field advantage there. That's why that game was close, in my opinion. Um, and Alabama was very undisciplined in that game. A ton of penalties. I think Nick Saban will have that team ready to go. They'll be disciplined this time around. Uh, like you said, they don't have Bijan Robinson. I think this will be a welcome. I know they're not in the SEC just yet, but this will be a welcome to the SEC, Texas. <laughs> We're going to smash your face in. Mm-hmm. And that stinks. I like Texas. Like you said, I like the jerseys. I grew up a Vince Young fan, um, but I, I don't see them. I don't see them winning this game. And I think what Jamie said last week or two weeks ago when we talked about it, Texas will you know, they'll hang around here in the top 25. They'll be a two-loss team, whatever. They'll find the, a way to lose a few games at the end of the year. Uh, I think this is one of those losses. All right, we'll wrap it up on this. There aren't many big-time matches matchups this weekend on the college football Week 2 schedule. Which game are you intrigued by, though? Ooh. Besides Texas-Alabama, besides the, the local games with Mizzou. For you, is it Dion? Hosting it's Nebraska, Dion. it's gotta, it has to be Dion. Although I don't know if it's a very riveting game against Nebraska. To be honest, like I don't look at that and go, "Ooh, that's another dragon they can slay." No, I mean it's a team that, quite honestly, straight up they should beat them. Mm-hmm. I know they're favored now. They weren't before last week, but I, of course, yes, I want to. Yes, the Dion game is always something right now that I want to to check out. Um, Apart from that, there's really not a lot that really gets me going. I, I want to see how Clemson responds. Oof. They drop substantially in the, in the rankings. I want to see just how they respond to that. They, they shouldn't have any problem. Uh, they're playing a nobody team. I forget where the hell, who the hell they're playing. But, I, yeah, they're playing Charleston Southern. Yeah, you, can't, uh, <clears throat> you can't look past Charleston Southern. <clears throat> they're... Um, yeah, there's not even a line. Uh, I'm, so. I'm also eyeballing the New Hampshire game. <laughs> you are, huh? Yeah. Who's New Hampshire playing? Oh, fire up chips. Central oh, Michigan. Hey. CMU's <laughs> got to bounce back. Rough one in East Lansing the other the other night. Uh, all right, Marsh, what game? Uh, other than the the Colorado game, that's that's definitely big. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to to watch it. I'm I'm, I'm going to the Mizzou game. Oh, this nice. weekend! Yes. I uh, have fun. I'm going to be a Mizzou Tiger for the day. I like it. And then uh, Monday, 
Well, Would you like to borrow my swimwear? No. No. Uh, one game that uh, that kind of intrigues me, though, is the Utah-Baylor game. Let's see if Baylor can bounce back after a loss. Utah uh, won pretty handedly against Florida with their backup quarterback. So, uh, Florida. Man, what a disaster they are. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the game that I'll be slightly intrigued. But you're right. There's not a ton of games. I'm looking at the list right here. Not a ton of games that really stand out that I'm like, whoa! I really need to to check that game out. <laughs> Can't miss TV. The only the only other game that's slightly intriguing it's in that early window on Saturday, so tomorrow. Notre Dame and NC State. So Notre mm-hmm. Dame looked great against you know Navy, which they should look great. And that was the Dublin game, and then they played Tennessee State. NC State has a has a really good front. Their defense, their defensive line, their front seven is really good. So I'm kind of intrigued to watch. Hartman, that Notre Dame offense, see what they could do against a, a, their first kind of real opponent defensively. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. We do have Matt Holiday coming up in about 15 minutes. So Matt Holiday, we'll talk a little baseball with him. But we got this question earlier today in the office. I think Rocchio posed, posed it. Are, is, is Patrick Mahomes, are Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey good enough to win on their own? That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Mike Tirico, NBC Sports on the call last night as the Chiefs fall to the Detroit Lions 21-20. Jamie had the ultimate call. The Say Chiefs fall to the Detroit Lions 21-20. Yes. Dan Campbell and Jamie, uh, two of the happiest uh, individuals in America. I want right? to have beers with Dan Campbell. I know you do. When I go I up to Detroit do. during Blues season, it's a personal mission of mine to cross paths with Dan Campbell. You're just going to roam around Royal Oak just screaming his name. I'm going to figure out a way, Anthony. There's got to be somebody I know that knows him. Yeah. Your connections? No Especially doubt. in Detroit. Mm-hmm. True. So we got this question. I think, it was it Rocchio that posed this to us, Marsh? I think it was, I think it was Matt Rocchio, uh, morning show producer. Yeah, Matt Rocchio, the uh, gatekeeper of markers around this studio. Yeah, yeah, he posed the question in the office if Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, are they good enough to win on their own? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now it's it's a team game, so you wouldn't be winning on your own. Mm-hmm. You know the the offensive line was outstanding last year in the Super Bowl. Uh, you still have Andy Reid calling your your plays. Kadarius Tony had a brutal night last night, as Mike Tirico pointed out. I thought Kadarius Tony was the Lions' best player last night, in fact. But Kadarius Tony helped them win a couple of playoff games last year. Helped them in the Super Bowl as well. They've got sporadic talent, but if you have Travis Kelsey and you have Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid, yeah, of course. Of course the Chiefs can win with that. Yeah. Chris Jones being out defensively hurts, but that is a really young defense that I, I think under Steve Spagnuolo's you know, guidance will get better throughout the year. And at some point, whether it's next week or week eight, Chris Jones will be back. But if you have Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you have a pretty good start. We have seen teams win with less. Oh, yeah. 
So if you have Mahomes, I mean, last night, I thought Kansas City's offense was was completely out of rhythm for most of that game. Still had an opportunity to win it. When well, it let's just be honest, okay? I, I Obviously, I love that the Lions won. <clears throat> but in the last couple of drives down the field, if Patrick Mahomes has Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs win that game. The middle of the field at times was wide open. Mm-hmm. The Lions, I don't know what they were doing defensively. It ended up working, but only because you got guys who couldn't catch football. That, I mean, it's the bottom line. Yeah, if those, if those routes are designed to where Travis Kelsey's the guy that's designed to be open, you're, you're money. You're in not just in field goal range. You might be up by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's the bottom line. That's it. And some of the, the plays and some of the trick plays and some of the fourth down plays and some of the things that they did and other – like. Those are areas that are designed for Travis Kelsey to get the ball. They had to change the plan, mm. and it didn't work. Yep. So are Mahomes and Kelsey enough, along with Andy Reid, to get this team into a serious discussion of getting at least to the conference final? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. And credit the Lions. And the Lions made – you know, the Lions said a couple of things blow up on them too. Remember the – I don't know if it was the first quarter or the second quarter when the, the snap hit – uh, I think it was I think it was our, our guy Sam Laporta when he when Laporta was in motion it wound up hitting him and yeah Jared Goff had a dive on it I mean that was they they were deep in Kansas City territory at that point so they yeah. you know they had some self inflicted wounds too it wasn't just Kansas City overall though for for the first game of the season Jamie I know a lot of people were hoping for kind of a a back and forth high scoring affair you know the total was like fifty two fifty three. I thought that was a well-played game. I thought it was physical. Both teams did a pretty good job against the run. Detroit definitely more so than Kansas City, but I thought they were fl- I thought both teams were flying around. The linebackers for the Lions were excellent. Jack Campbell made a couple of big plays. Anzalone, former Saints linebacker, was great in coverage. Aiden Hutchinson gave Taylor all he could handle at times Taylor to the point where you know he he looked like he was jumping off sides or or, or false start I should say several times kind of held his own at, but I thought the Lions played well and you know that offense can play better you know that offense at some point is going to get in a rhythm isn't it crazy how the Detroit offense is driven by Jared Goff yeah and this is the guy that couldn't play for Sean McVay I think he could play, and I know what you're saying. I know no, what you're saying. It's not that I'm saying, Anthony, the whole world knew yeah. that Sean McVay was going to trade Jared Goff or get rid of him. He needed a quarterback. I think he couldn't elevate Sean McVay's offense. I think that's why they eventually said we have well, to get Well, the Lions offense else. outscored Sean McVay's offense last year. Shaky Bakey. I was, don't care. Was playing on Matthew like Stafford too? a day. A day he, he got cut and... Shaky Bakey was their quarterback for a second. Anthony, I'm just saying, I think that Jared Goff doesn't maybe get the respect he deserves. I think that's fair. I mean, he did get to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. But got to a Super Bowl. Last year was the quarterback behind a really good offense. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time to maybe go, okay, I'm not saying it's Tom Brady or Jared Goff. I understand it here. But Jared Goff's probably better than what people have said. Jared Goff is a rhythm quarterback. He's 2-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. He is. You're right. That's all you need to know. He owns that guy. He is the Eli Manning. Yeah, good call. <laughs> I think that Jared Goff in this all... I think this offense is tailor-made for Jared Goff. The offensive line for Detroit is outstanding. 
They like to run the ball, and that's key for Jared Goff because he lives off play action. When he gets into a rhythm, he he's he can be a very good point guard for them. And they've got some receivers. Amon Ross St. Brown being the number one guy. He's the top, he's the best slot receiver in the game. And Goff kind of lives in that 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 middle area. And you could tell when he started to get going with Amon Ross St. Brown last night in that first quarter, about the after the fake punt, th- that line's offense could hum. And yeah. Gibbs has got a lot of speed. A Montgomery did a nice job in between the tackles, I thought, last night. Scored the one touchdown. Detroit's good. Yeah, they're good, and you know you're they're they're, they're going to give you their best effort every single yeah. week. Well, that's for sure. Or Dan Campbell's going to just beat the crap out of them. Yeah, Anthony, can I take a second to address something here on the text line? Sure. From the six three six, it's nothing to do with football. Uh, this is Guns N' Roses tickets. Oh, Somebody yeah. text says, "Oh no, how does this work now? We won tickets to Guns N' Roses, and now it's postponed." Uh, we're being told by all sources to hang on to those tickets. Yeah. That uh, could be uh, a different date released or something down the road. But hang on to those tickets for now. If you won those tickets from us here at 101 ESPN or Hubbard Radio, just hang on to them. Further instructions will be coming down the road. Yeah, to Jamie's point there, the Guns N' Roses concert has been postponed. Not canceled, postponed. So hang on to the tickets. Fans who are unable to make the rescheduled date, whenever the rescheduled date's going to be, will be eligible for a refund. So they'll, they'll... repost when they're going to do it it might be uh well i don't i don't, I don't want to speculate uh, yeah, so just... if you have tickets like jamie said hold on to those tickets they'll release a a a new date and if you can't make it then you'll be eligible for a refund matt holiday talking a little baseball with us next in the fast lane on 101 espn we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn Batting for the fast lane, Cardinals Hall of Famer and fifth member, Matt Holiday. We're hanging with Holiday on 101 ESPN. Powered by Air Alliance Team Heating and Cooling. Getting the job done quickly, correctly, 100% of the time. Matt has had a great time over the last few years with Brad Thompson, Jamie Rivers, and Anthony Stalter. Today, Brad Thompson is not here anymore. He does Cardinals games on Valley. Jamie Rivers was already out. Anthony Stalter has a car accident. So it's Danny Mack, Jay Delsing, former PGA pro, and Randy Carricker. Matt, we're sorry that we aren't uh, putting you in your normal comfort zone today. How are you doing? I'm good, and I'm pretty comfortable with you guys. feel like this might be a bit of an upgrade. What? Whoa! Is this the stuff that happens when we're not around? Wow. I thought we were bros. Wow. Hey. Matt. Uh, well, you guys aren't supposed to tape the show. I mean, <laughs> you, say that, you say that to make the fill-ins feel better. Oh. But I don't know. I don't feel better, though, Matt. Matt, it still hurts. Wow. I didn't know it was going to hurt on, this much. I went on to talk about how great Jamie's banana hammock is. Yeah. I, you guys cut it off. So, so Matt, you were mis you were misquoted. Yes, you, guys, yeah. you know when you take bits and pieces out of a comment, you can make it you know, whatever narrative you're trying to paint. You know that honestly, make Jamie makes sense what Matt is saying. What's up, Bud? How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm in uh, Virginia Beach. I'm here to watch Jackson play tonight. So uh, Ethan and I went and watched batting practice, and then we were supposed to go to the hotel to meet up with Leslie and our littlest, uh, Reed. And I put the wrong address in the Uber 
and so we're at another Marriott, and so, uh, you know, sometimes details are important, you know what I mean? Like, apparently there's more than one Marriott in Virginia Beach, close to the water, so. Who knew? uh, Yeah, who knew? Well, one, Virginia Beach is a nice spot to be. Uh, Two, congratulations to Jackson getting the call up already at 19 years old, but three, uh, Matt, what happened with the hotel room? <laughs> they they wouldn't give him a hotel room because he's too young. Is that why you and Leslie are down there right now? You had to sign up for the young lad to have somewhere to stay. Well, you know, they sent him to a, a, a hotel, and I guess it wasn't all that safe or nice, or he it was wasn't a great spot. So he he decided, like an adult, to to go to another hotel. And when he got to this nicer, more safe hotel. Uh, he went to check in, I guess, and they said, well, he said, well, I, I paid for it online. And they said, well, you can buy a hotel room at 18, but you can't check in unless you're 21. And he said, well, I'm not that. So uh, they said, well, wh- wh- why are you here? And he said, well, I just got called up to Norfolk, and I need somewhere to stay. And they said, well, well, I think we'll let you, we'll let you in tonight. So they they stayed there, and then the next day they got it kind of figured out. They went to another hotel that kind of gave them the same problem, but the team called. and So it was a, it was a little bit of, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, trying to have to figure out uh, how to get in and out of things when you're only 19. And apparently you can do a lot of things uh, in this country at 18, but, you know, checking into a hotel room is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Well, I mean, I guess it's always a good sign when – you're so young and you're being called up so quickly. But just out of curiosity, the first hotel he went to, um, you can just tell me yes or no. Was it called the James Madison Hotel? I don't know what it was. Well, uh, the reason he, I ask, Matt, is because when I was playing in the minors a long time ago, we played against a team in Norfolk, and they'd stick us at this James Madison Hotel. And uh, one, some of the doors couldn't lock, and two, there was enough gap underneath certain doors where people could like get on their knees and look underneath and grab things from your room. Whoa. It was an interesting wow. spot. So I was hoping that that's not where they originally sent Jackson. You know, there is some amazing minor league stories. I have some similar minor league hotel stories as that. So I don't think it was that bad, but it was, uh, it was definitely not somewhere he was comfortable, uh, you know, being 19. And uh, so, Yes. No, I don't think it was that, uh, but it was, I guess, sketchy. Yeah. Well, yeah, the minor league stories are, are certainly gold. I told these guys not too long ago that the days in Baltimore was not a great <laughs> place. We uh, About <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, there was somebody running down the hall shooting at somebody else. And, uh, oh. Yeah, it was great. And their advice to us was, well, just don't open your door. It's good advice. <laughs> That's why you hockey guys are a different breed. That's why you guys, when you, when you get there, you're tougher than the rest of us. Uh, guns are tougher than us, though. <laughs> Matt Holiday joining us right now on the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. All right, Matt, you kind of intrigued me now. So do you, do you, what's, what was the weirdest minor league story, hotel-wise? Uh, we stayed at some, just some, like, the, there was one in San Antonio, like a Motel 6 or a Super 8 uh, that was – you know, just not gr- just really, you know, you're, you're sleeping and, you know, you're doubling up and, you know, the, the, it's just, you know, it smells and you find stuff and, the, um, you know, you just, you just deal with it. Uh, I guess you don't know any better, but, 
Uh, it's come a long way. I can tell you that from where they, they, they take much better care of them nowadays, but, um, mostly, mostly dirty stuff that gross, just, you know, not clean. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't have any shootings in the hallway, but, um, <laughs> we stayed in El Paso at a, at a, at a place right along the highway where we weren't all that comfortable, um, one year. And then, so that, that was probably one of the catchier ones. When, when it comes to when you got to the big leagues and, you know, you, you, you started having a lot of success. Were you one of those guys that used an alias? Uh, yeah, we always used to use aliases more, more so out of like fun and, and who, you know, when you pick up your envelope, when you check in, um, so just more out of, I mean, not because people were calling us all the time if you used your regular name, but more out of, yeah, not that they wouldn't, I, I do think that that can happen, but we would just do it kind of messing around. Sure. So, um, yeah, we, we, we always had aliases. Was yours Jamie Rivers? Should have been. I, w- I wish I would have been. <laughs> that phone would have been ringing, baby. <laughs> He's Kenny Powers for a while. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Chaz so, Michaels from, uh, you know, uh, Will Ferrell in that skate skating movie, Chaz Michael Michaels. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Blades yeah. of Glory. Yeah. Blades of Glory. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's... My wife loved it because they'd be like, you know, you call the front desk or room service, and they'd be like, uh, "Yes, Mrs. Michaels." <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. So no, so no bad stories on the road with like opposing fans, then, huh? No, I wish I had something. Nothing really. No, no, f- no fire alarms or anything like that. Uh, I don't think so. You know, the Yankees carry two giant security guards. So. Did they? Uh, yeah. So he, they were always at the bottom of the elevator waiting. So. Um, we were definitely secure there. I mean, that's good then. They're the Yankees, they they do things right. Yeah. Uh, hey, you so play for the Yankees though. <laughs> <laughs> you did not in Baltimore. Unfortunately. No, I wish I would have had the Yankees there with me, Matt. So Matt, um, what a what a ride here for for you guys as a family and and for Jackson. So what a. What do you think is kind of the immediate future for Jackson? Like, what what are the Orioles kind of telling him when it comes to? Um, is he picking up too? Hold on, we're catching an Uber. Okay, <laughs> this is yeah, we're always on the move. Yeah, no, it's important. You can't. Yeah, just make sure we're in the right car again. We continue to mess this up. So yeah, yeah. no, no problem. I got the door on. Thanks. Sorry, go ahead. What was the question, Anthony? Uh, for for Jackson, what are the Orioles telling him in terms of what what he's working on now at this next level? Yeah, I mean, I think just the exposure to a little bit older group of people, um, obviously a, a pitching uh, group of pitchers that have mostly at least had a little bit of major league experience. Um, so he's, you know, just, just uh, I think, one step closer and maybe uh, the the level of play is a little bit sharper, a little bit crisper. Um, and, you know, just, just kind of, uh, I think, just, continuing to to play high level games and, and get experience around older guys and um so i think that that's probably the, the main thing matt is this exactly where i was going to go is he's 19 years old and yeah. there are a lot of guys that are older on the team you know what are the challenges for jackson right now as a 19 year old coming in obviously highly touted prospects got tons of ability the future looks really bright for him but there is an age gap there, and there are guys that have been putting in their time. And you know, there's always a social aspect to all of it, too. How's he doing? You know, I, I think the, the good thing about the double-A team that he was on uh, was a lot of the guys that he had got drafted with. And so they were, they were pretty close. So um, he knows a few of the guys on the triple-A team uh, pretty well. 
that he met in spring training. So that's been good. He's got a couple guys that he, he I think he feels pretty comfortable around. But um, you know how it is. It's it's uh, it's you know like you said. But I think the one advantage he has is you know he he's always grown up in a, in a clubhouse of older guys and, and knows um, you know kind of kind of the pecking order and, and kind of how to you know respectfully you know know his place. You know he's not loud. He's not abrasive. He's um, you know he's he's just a kid that likes to play baseball. And I and I think that. Um, doesn't talk a lot and, and, you know, keeps his mouth shut and, and all the things that I think, you know, veteran players are, you know, sometimes a little bit salty triple a players, you know, would, would, uh, would not like, I think he, he knows to, to kind of stay away from those kind of things. So he's definitely in, had an advantage in, in being around the game a long time to, to know, um, you know, how to, how to, uh, how to be an adult. Dunk used to talk about that all the time. Him and Shelly growing up in the clubhouse with with Dave, obviously, and he just he, he felt as though that you know he kind of grew up in that. And then when he got to the clubhouse, he knew he knew what was uh, as you mentioned the pecking order of things. But uh, Matt, we we know that you're trying to figure out the Uber directions and things like that. We appreciate you coming on, man. Have a great weekend. You guys enjoy uh, this weekend with Jackson, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. All right, guys. Sounds good. All right, See thanks, you. Matt. See ya. Matt Holiday here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. I feel like I feel like a lot of that's that's good that he as a as a big leaguer didn't have a lot of issues. He played in the in the big leagues for a long time. Didn't have any issues on the road. I feel like you always you're always hearing stories about especially like the playoffs. You get some of these fan bases that yeah. know where the opposing team well, is. When playoffs come, teams carry security. I feel like this still even happens, like the though. Blues and stuff. They travel at security. Yeah, yeah, and they have everybody like on the same floor. So gotta know. Yeah. You need the card. Makes swipe sense. it. Yeah. Nowadays. Sure. You know, when when I broke into the league, it was obviously very different. We didn't have cell phones. Mm-hmm. And so like people could call your room and mess with you and stuff. Like when we had Gretz here, what actually having Gretz made things easier because he had security that traveled with him all the time. Sure. And his alias, he used to travel under an alias. I'm not going to disclose it because I think he still uses the same alias. Mm-hmm. But we used to think that was funny uh, as the young kids. So we started going down to the front desk and changing our names and stuff. <laughs> kind of like Matt did, mm-hmm. just to make it feel like we're like as cool as Wayne Gretzky. Of course. Of course we weren't. What was yours? Uh, oh, I had a whole bunch of them. I like Reggie Dunlop a lot. Okay. It's from the movie Slapshot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a lot of uh, nice. different names. Axel Foley. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Is that Lethal Weapon? <laughs> no, that's Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills Cop. That's right. That's right. Axel Foley. Reggie Hammond. Yeah. From Forty Eight Hours. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, they feel like what? What is going and on? And our here? PR guy, our guy who travel, because we go down and change the list, and sometimes they call ahead. Yeah. And change, and be like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> Awesome. And then he caught on. Yeah. It was kind of a joke. That's then. Jamie. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalzer's fast lane on one hundred and one ESPN. We get the gauntlet next. Typically, we talk about. Uh, Jamie's banana hammock and, uh, you know, Brad's, you know, a lot of Brad's issues. So I feel like this, this feels a little bit more uh, professional. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. Four oh five. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler, with Andrew Marsh and Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Salter, and we welcome in Ryan, who's our latest contestant in the gauntlet today. What's up, Ryan? Hey guys, how's it going? 
Doing great, man. First time in the gauntlet or no? Second time. uh, First time, I think Jamie smoked me when we were on uh, gauntlet version one. Okay. All right. Got it. So uh, revenge then on Jamie? Yeah, I think I'm going to do some revenge. Okay. There you go. He's coming after me? Yeah, he's coming after you. Apparently, you smoked him in gauntlet 1.0. Well, yeah, that was hockey. Right. Well, could be hockey again. Could be, but what if it isn't, Anthony? Well, then maybe Ryan's got the revenge Ryan's factor. got it out for me. Wow, on a Friday, too. All right, Ryan. Oh, no. Good luck, buddy. Oh, Ryan, you still there? Yep, I'm here. All right, All right. there we go. All right, uh, Jamie's going to make his way into the cone of silence. Ryan, go ahead and tell Marsh to spin that wheel. Spin that wheel, Marsh. What are you hoping for, Ryan? What category? Against Jamie, I think I'm going to go random just because I knew all the snake questions a few weeks ago. Okay, there you go. Were you were you somebody, be honest, that was like, it's it's venomous, not poison. <laughs> no, because I always thought it was poisonous. Okay, all right. I mean, you knew either way. Like, come on. Right. Uh, good news. Is that? Am I looking at that correctly? You are random. You got right, random. You called, cool. you called out. Normally, the wheel does the exact opposite of what you want, but the wheel came up random today. So here's how this works. Ryan and Jamie get the same four questions. They're all random today. Each question is worth two points unless Ryan or Jamie ask for the options. If they do, those questions are worth one point. Ryan, are you, are you ready? Okay, question number one. Hurricane... Adelia hit the east coast of the U.S. at the end of August. What was the name of the hurricane that hit the west coast in mid-August? Um, uh, shoot. Uh, well, I'll give you options. Hurricane Hillary, Hurricane Henry, or Hurricane Hermine? Hillary, final answer. Question number two, what connects muscles to bones? Uh, Tendons, final answer. Question number three, Ryan, what currency is used in Germany? What currency is used in Germany? Um, I think it's the euro. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go... Euro, final answer. Question number four. A is the first letter of the alphabet that looks the same in the mirror. What is the second? Okay. B, C, D, uh, H, final answer. It's a unique question. I kind of like that one. Interesting. I never would have thought of it that way. All right, we're going to motion in Jamie from the cone of silence. Ryan, how are you feeling? Yeah, it can go either way. Okay. You know? All right. I okay. mean, I figured some of those were uh, not worthy of options because they can only be, you know, for the for the letters, there's only a few options there. Sure. So. All right. Well, okay. ja- Jamie's back in the studio, right? I don't want to cut you off. I just don't want him getting any sort of hints or anything. All right? Are we good before I put my ears in? You are good now. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Jamie, how was the cone of silence? Uh, not great today, honestly. No? Wow. Not great today. Wow. Mike Ryder's distracted. Uh, there were. It's working. Yeah. Jeez. And there's no, no music. <sighs> wow. Uh, I'm confused because I just, I just received 
Uh, 12 tickets to the Cardinals game next Friday. Yeah. I have no idea from who or why. Mm. You just received them, huh? Yeah, they're through my email. Nice. Congratulations. 12 t- They're good nice. seats. We get I think to go, they're good Anthony. Seats. Marshy, you know the stadium pretty well, right? For sure. Section 136. 136. You know, I'm thinking that might be down third base, maybe. I think yeah. the 140 to 160 is first base. Jamie, you're welcome. I could be completely off on that one. Hope okay. you enjoy the game. Yeah, it's just weird. I could be completely off. Okay. Are you ready? No. Good. Pack I'm trying to figure this out. Jamie, your category today yeah. is random. Oh, God. Okay. And you better pack a lunch. Here we go. Question number one. Hurricane Adelia hit the east coast of the U.S. at the end of August. What was the name of the hurricane that hit the west coast in mid-August? Yeah, options, please. Hurricane Hillary, Hurricane Henry, Hurricane Hermine. Uh, Henry, final answer. Question number two. What (laughs) connects muscles to bones? Tendons. Question number three. What currency is used in Germany? The Deutschmark. Final answer. Or Deutsch. Question number four. A is the first letter of the alphabet that looks the same in the mirror. What is the second? Sorry, go back. Because I still think about Germany. Mm. I think you're going to have a problem with that question because you also also use the euro over there. Mm. And the Deutschmark. So question number four. Okay. A is the first letter of the alphabet that looks the same in the mirror. Yeah. What is the second? M. Final answer. Okay. Let's go over these. Uh, what connects muscles to bones? Ryan, you said tendons. <laughs> Jamie, you said tendons. Correct answer is? Tendons. Yeah, so uh, neither of you guys needed the options on that one, so we got a 2-2 tie. What currency use, is used in Germany? Ryan, you went with euros. Jamie, you went with? Deutschmarks. Deutschmarks. Yeah. Correct answer is? Well, the sheet says euros, yeah. but I will not push back on Jamie I'm, knowing what uh, I'm going to give it to it you is. both. Yeah. We'll give it to you. So 2-2 tie. Ryan, I think that's only fair. So, um, I mean, I knew it right away. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ryan, you did not use the options on Euros. <clears throat> Jamie, you did not use uh, the options there on the uh, Deutschmark. The, the so Deutschmark. You guys got a 2-2 tie there as well. So 4-4 four, four, four overall between Jamie and Ryan. A is the first letter. Actually, let's do the let's do the first question here. Hurricane Adelia hit the east coast of the U.S. at the end of August. What was the name of the hurricane that hit the west coast in mid-August? No idea. Jamie, you took the options. You went Hurricane Henry. Ryan, you took the options. You went Hurricane Hillary. Correct answer is Hurricane Hillary. Oh damn it! So Ryan's got a one-point lead. Comes down to this. Neither of you used the options on this question. You both have different different answers. A is the first letter of the alphabet that looks the same in the mirror. What is the second? Oh, damn it. Jamie, you went with M. Yeah, but I comes before M. Which caused me to go, uh-oh, That's and then I reread age. the question. Are we capitalized or not? I was going to ask the same thing. Yeah, yeah we're capitalized. Okay. So then, 
So you went with M. H would be. All right, go ahead. Ryan went with H. Yeah, of course he did. Ryan. boy. You have chosen wisely. We might have had some controversy there, but Jamie, you kind of picked up on what you did. It's it is H. Yeah, I which got follows it wrong. A. There's no controversy. All right. Well, but, I was a little bit worried about the Deutschmark. Well, there, but. Grant always tuning in to make sure if he still has a job after the gauntlet. <laughs> uh, he texted me. This is from Google. Germany only uses euros since 2002. It no longer uses the Deutschmark. Deutschmark oh. bills and coins can be exchanged for euros at federal bank locations in Germany. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take away two points from Jamie. Sure. And uh, he had two points. Ryan was seven. Yeah, that's so. fine. It was an absolute bloodbath. Ryan, nice job, man. Well done. Congrats. Thanks. Uh, redemption feels good on, on Jamie. I'm sure. Oh, I bet it does, eh, Ryan? I bet it does. <laughs> I mean, you ran up the score, too. I yeah, mean, I didn't was, like that. Wow. I thought you could have held back a little bit, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> nice nice job. Uh, so, Ryan, you get to celebrate all weekend, and then on Monday, you, better celebrate. you can come back and take on either Marsh or me. Sound good? That sound, yeah, sounds great. All right, congrats, uh, good Ryan. Good job, Ryan. Have a good weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. See ya. Okay. Uh, you know, there's there's a couple of people that come on the mm-hmm. gauntlet, and after the first round, you're like, uh oh, yeah. Ryan Ryan is one of them. Oh yeah. Like he heard he had he needed the options on the one, but then he mm-hmm. goes, yep, up, yep, that was right. It's Hurricane. I Hillary. got a little too quick on the Deutschmark thing. He was quick. To, tendons, euros, H. Like he, like he had the answers. Good for him. Like man. it was Grant. You know we were talking and he to. knew Hillary, too. He needed the That's options. Yeah. Still wouldn't have known that, even with the options. All right. Well done there. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Hey, we have a full weekend to, to just, prepare. To prepare for and, everything. and just get back, lo- get locked in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Jamie, some would say, I'm not saying it, but some mm-hmm. are saying that he he mailed that one in. He was for so sure. quick with that. Just well, he was so preoccupied I with these 12 yeah, you got Cardinals, Cardinals tickets, tickets well, and it's like a, I'll just mail like 10 in the because, you know, we'll be going too. Sure. Um, yeah. Hmm? Well, I'm confused because Anthony, I don't know if it's public yet. Um but on the 18th, mm-hmm. the Cardinal the Cardinals have asked me to throw out the first pitch mm-hmm. at the Cardinals game. Yes. So for that game, I have requested 12 tickets. Ah, uh, but this but is this not But this one is on the 15th. Okay. And so I'm talking with people, trying to figure out who sent me 12 tickets. Yeah. We got to the bottom of it. There's just a little bit of a clerical mistake. So. Oh. Mm. Okay, well, good. So, so you get 24 tickets. No, no. <laughs> I, I think what they're going to do is probably can, cancel could the ones ah. for the Friday. Yeah. Uh, and then mm. I'm going to show Ollie my stuff on uh, the 18th. I'm going to let him know that idea. I can throw strikes. Yeah, good call, Jamie. By I'm the way, in there at, you know, 80, 85. Should be good for this rotation. We laugh, what? but what? It would. One thirty-eight is on the first base side. Oh, so I was base. wrong. I thought it was one thirty-six. <sighs> Either way, probably Either still, way, on the first. It's still over there. Still on the same side. All right, Jamie. I can't believe they didn't give me green seats. Um, really? Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I see on TV. There's plenty available. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Well, Jamie, I'm glad that um, you got the ticket stuff figured out. I don't I know why you text message. Uh, Jamie, we... Based on those comments, yeah. uh, first pitch canceled. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and the tickets are, are gone now. Uh, Jamie, congrats on the, the tickets. Uh, I don't know why you had to punt the gauntlet. I didn't. Anyways, has Tommy Edmonds solidified himself as the starting center fielder moving forward? That's next on 101 ESPN. 
We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. This one hit high in the air to center. Edmund going back up against the wall. Leaps up and hauls it in. Another great fence-grabbing catch by Tommy Edmund. Adam Wainwright is clapping. This guy is incredible in center field. Brad Thompson, Chip Carey on the call, Valley Sports Midwest. Yeah, Tommy Edmonds had, uh, defensively, he had a remarkable series in Atlanta. Several great great catches in in almost all of the games. I was on um, I was on social media at some point. Oh boy! Somebody had said makers or not. What's that? Did you have makers in your or not? <laughs> I'm glad I didn't <laughs> because I was I was going through it and I won't say who it was, but there was somebody that said uh, Tommy Edmond, another great game. Tell the idiots on 101 to stop trading them. And I almost responded, Jamie. And if I had a little makers in me, I probably would have. Mm. I'm one of those idiots. Why don't you tell me what you're going to do with this roster construction? Because that's what this comes down to. I don't want to trade at Tommy Edmond. I want this group of Cardinals players, the position players, to all have opportunities. But what are you going to do next year with this same group? You have a roster construction problem. This is not a Tommy Edmond discussion. This is a figure out when Brennan Donovan is healthy, Jamie, how yeah. you're going to get enough playing time for Tommy Edmond, for Donovan, for Walker, for Gorman, for Contreras, for Arenado, for Goldschmidt, for Wynn, like for Newt. What it, what's your outfield going to look like next year? Well, I think that's that's the bigger issue right now. <clears throat> if we if we go out to the outfield, uh, we got Donovan, Edmund, Walker, uh, Carlson. Yeah, which O'Neill. He's, he's just a, right he's now. A bench bat. But, okay, but they're still it's there. Over O'Neill. Uh, so I've got Donovan, Edmund, Walker, Carlson, O'Neill, Newt, and who else? Who am I missing? I think that's it. I think you covered him. So you said Edmund, Donovan, Walker, Newt, Carlson, yep. and O'Neal. Yep. You for now. Six yeah. right as of right now, you have six outfielders. Mm-hmm. So there's not enough food at the table to feed all of them. Right. So if your infield's gonna be Arenado, Win, Gorman, and Goldie. Goldie. Which it's going to be. That's what I mean, that's yeah. what what it, the future looks like. Right. So you also have Palacios, too. I guess we might as well put him on there. He's gotten some time, and he's looked okay. Mm-hmm. And he might be a more happy bench bat than some of the other guys here. Mm-hmm. So I, the only way out of this is you have to make some trades. Like Carlson and O'Neill have to go. It's the way I look at it. Because you're not going to play them over uh, Donovan, Edmund, Walker, or Newt. You're not. Right. So they got to go. What that means, I don't know. Yeah. What do you get? I don't know. I don't really care. Can I throw? Can I throw the other issue at you? Then? Sure. Because I think a lot of people would listen to that and agree. So yeah, okay, just get rid of those two guys. Problem solved. I Prob- guess we got Burleson too. Burleson too. Yeah. The, so the problem, but the problem is not solved. Why? They don't have trade value. Who cares? 
you still have a log jam, and those guys don't have trade value. So what? Get rid of them. And you need trade pitching. For nothing. You still have a log jam. Even Where? if you, even in the How? outfield. How are you going to get enough playing time for Donovan, Walker, Newt, Edmund, all in the same outfield? Well, Donovan's probably going to bop her out a little bit. There'll be games where he plays second and Gorman DHs. We know that. Sure. You, you'll find games for Donovan. At first base, second base, shortstop, third base. Yeah. You'll find games for Donovan. So I don't have a problem with it. I think you're still going to run into the same issue as you've had this year at times where people are like, well, why, why isn't he in the lineup? Why isn't he in the lineup? I would love to see a pretty static nine next year with the lineup. I understand that, but no matter which way you slice it, you're going to end up with four outfielders, maybe five if one of them is just strictly a bench bat. Unless you use one of those guys that does have trade value to get what you need, which is pitching. So who do you think? Because there's only two guys that carry value. Well, mo- all of them. Ca- the the four guys. The four guys carry value, but not you're really. not you're not willing to. They don't carry value though. Like, what Wa- you, you tell me, Walker doesn't carry value. Okay, yes. Donovan. No. You don't think Brendan Donovan carries for trade what? value? What are you getting it for? Him? I think Brendan Donovan in a package. Okay, with back- prospects. Okay, but you didn't say package. Okay, well, I'm not I'm, none none of these guys except for Walker. Would be, one, would be one, one on one, and and Newt even even Newt. I don't know if you're getting one on one and still getting what you're what you're looking for. You easily get a guy for your rotation for Newt. I didn't say top of the rotation. Okay, so regardless, yeah, all of those guys in a package would get you some pitching, right? So why wouldn't you look at the depth of what you have? Because yeah. you want to trade, you want to trade from what you have, an abundance of, in order to get something that you don't have, or else it's a it's a Gorman situation, and people are like, "Well, I'll trade Gorman for who?" No, I don't have an abundance of left-handed young hitters that that hit thirty plus home runs a, a year or the the potential to. I just, so let me bounce this off of you because it's a very very uh, possible situation. So you trade Carlson and O'Neill for anything. I don't care. You're not getting anything. There's no trade value, and they're not. They shouldn't be playing above the guys we've just talked about. Right. So, and Palacios, who knows? I, I'm just scratching him off right now just because I'm sure he has options, and they can yeah. work their way down the road. So you got Donovan, Edmund, Newt, and Walker as your outfield, and I have Burleson with an asterisk because he's a bench bat mm-hmm. that can play some first base, some outfield if necessary, but... He's off the bench, most likely, or DH in certain situations. Yeah. So, uh, Newt gets hurt. What now? What? Uh, we could do this. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not minimizing your question. We could do this with everybody. We though. could, but you could. You could, but what I'm saying is, at least if you keep, if you have Donovan and Edmund, if you get an injury anywhere in your lineup, mm-hmm. they can play there. Donovan certainly can play almost every position, including catcher. He was ready to go in one sure. game. Yeah, you could. I think you got. I think you got the same roster matrix as 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 next year. So that's fine. But let's not complain then next year when certain guys aren't getting abs. That's kind of where yeah, I'm at. I don't at. care. I, I I I'm not as disappointed in this lineup as some people are. I look at this lineup and with proper pitching, it's a competitive lineup. Is it a contender? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. Not yet. But next year, Walker's going to be that much better. Gorman's going to be that much better. 
if guys that are going to be performing at a high level, I think Goldie can still bring it next year. Arenado can bring it. Contreras, maybe he has an even better year than what he's having or equal to what he's having this year. Yeah. So when I look at this lineup overall, I don't hate the lineup. Is it the perfect lineup? No, of course not. But if you put good pitching in this year, mm-hmm. I think we f- feel differently about the lineup. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get three guys in free agency then. I agree. It's gonna be problematic if you want to protect. It's not ideal if you want to protect these position players, all forty two of them. Yeah. Then you. You're gonna you're gonna have to get to free agency, 42, Anthony. And you and no no complaining next year about the righty lefty stuff and all that. I just make fun of it. Hmm. I don't really complain about it. I understand why they do it. Ish. <laughs> Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stolter, hot take or hot garbage? Next on 101 ESPN. Probably both. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, you heard Marsh, 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 Marsh. <laughs> As I finished what I was eating there. Um, you heard Marsh in the Sports Center update ask for your your text messages for hot take or hot garbage. So you give us what you believe is a take, and uh, we'll say whether or not it's a hot take or whether or not it's hot garbage. Yeah, you never know. You'd be judged immediately, basically, is what we're saying. <laughs> you will absolutely mm-hmm. be judged yeah. on the spot. So send it into the Air Comfort Service tax line at 314-399-9646. All right, let's start off from the 314. St. Louis football fans are dumb for rooting for Kansas City. Hot take. No, that's no, hot that's garbage. That's hot garbage, yeah. That's hot garbage. Well, who else are you going to root for? You know what? I mean, if you're a St. Louis football fan and you suffered for most of that time, why wouldn't you hop on a winner? Well, I, even if they weren't a winner, which they are, they have great, talented players like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they did have yeah. Tyree Kill, they got Andy Reid. They have a lot of reasons to cheer for their team. Mm-hmm. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs are not one of my teams that I uh, am a fan of. I shouldn't say that. I like the Chiefs. I'm a fan of the Chiefs. They're not my team or one of my teams <laughs> yet. Um, never know. Mm. But, uh, look, they're in the state of Missouri. I mean, St. Louis doesn't have a team. Why wouldn't you just move over and adopt them? Especially if young football fans are just getting involved, like the Rams no longer here, obviously. But let's say you're a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid. Patrick Mahomes is super cool. Travis Kelsey's super cool. They're right here. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say it's hot garbage. Less than four hours away, you go to one of the best, most historic stadiums in the National Football League. Yeah, hot garbage. From the 618, hot take. Mayo is great on a hot dog. It doesn't sound like it. I've never had it, though, and I can't be a hypocrite. I feel like I, nightly I'm telling my kids, well, you how do you know it's terrible? You mayo on the wiener? No, I don't put any mayo on the wiener. Huh. I haven't even thought about it. Come on. You've never thought about it? No. Mayo on a burger. I mean, I've thought about I, I've definitely had mayo on the burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember if I had any mayo on the wiener. Mm. I know. I would know. I would remember. But I have thought about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why not? Mayo's delicious. So's 
you know, the hot dog. Yeah, you put it right, right in between the buns, and then you and just then put the wiener. The wiener. Right yeah. yeah. Now, would you put the mayo right in the bottom, like right in the crack of the buns, and then the wiener on top of it, or would you put the mayo just on top of the wiener? I think I'd put it and in let between. The buns come in and get some for themselves. I let the buns soak in the the mayonnaise, yeah. and then and then, uh, throw and the then I'd throw the other condiments on top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. All right. Um, so what was the actual question again? Is mayonnaise good on a hot dog? I, I, I Undetermined. I haven't tried it. Yeah. I feel like, Anthony, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put mayo on my wiener. I'll let you try it. Okay. Okay? Have you ever had mustard with watermelon? Yeah, you are. Mustard with watermelon? Yeah. No. No. I saw a TikTok one time, and this person was trying out mustard with watermelon. And I was like, wow, that sounds disgusting. And then I had a few beers in me, and I tried it, and it actually wasn't that bad. So maybe, Anthony, you get a couple beers in you. Maybe you'll uh, I throw some mayonnaise on your dog. I don't think I wouldn't even think to do that. I wouldn't either, but it, it's the way that the watermelon tastes with the little little sour from the, the mustard. It actually wasn't too bad. How high, how high are you? Anthony, to, I told to you to I first, was drinking. I was first, not. Come on, no, I'm just saying. To I was first not come stoned up with Mountain there. Come on. First, come up with that. You stumble in. <laughs> you stumble into the old kitchen. You see the watermelon sitting there. Maybe you cut it up earlier in the day, and you go into your fridge, and you grab the mustard and you throw the mustard on the watermelon. How many ayahuascas are you down at that point to put those two things to do that combination together? A lot. Why wouldn't you be? Unbelievable. All right. What else you got, Marsh? Uh, actually, Marsh's burner account wants to know what about peanut butter on the on the the wiener, the hot dog. No, no. See, that's just something there. Just too too sticky. Too you know. Eh. Is it mayo? Too sticky? hard to eat. No, not like peanut butter. Peanut Anthony. butter on on burgers though. Have you had the peanut butter bacon burger? No. No. Ooh, pretty good. No. I could see that. Pretty good. Peanut butter's pretty good overall. So. Yeah, but I don't want it on my wiener. You put a or, lot of things or on the buns. I feel like matter. you put you put a lot of things on your buns and mm-hmm. your wiener. Yeah, but not peanut butter. All right, fair. All right, from the six three six. My hot take for the Blues: Tyler Tucker ends the year next to Colton Pareko. Oof, that's a uh, hot garbage. <laughs> I hate that we have to say it's hot I garbage. I know. I feel like we're just I judging st- people. Yeah, like Tyler Tucker. We have no right. He came from relative obscurity to being called up to earning Craig Berube's um, respect and earning the responsibility of playing. I think Tyler Tucker playing 50 games next year of the season would be a great accomplishment for the young man. So I'm not going to drop him on the left side of Colton Pareko playing against McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nathan McKinnon. I just don't know if he's ready for that. Mm. So set him up for success. Just my thoughts. From the 636, hot take or hot garbage, Chris Jones sitting in a suite last night was a slap in the face to his teammates. I think it's a hot take. I agree. When I saw him sitting there, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it was completely Come on, man. You just go be at home, watch yeah. the game. The, your teammates he, have respected your, you yeah. know, your contract stuff. Distraction for nothing. But yeah, to be there, I, I thought the same thing, man. I'm like, what? 
Why is he even there? Because he wanted the attention, Anthony. It's why he put the two guys beside him in suits that looked like they belonged in Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know who the hell those guys were, but he's sitting there and right. somebody tips off the cameraman. They're filming this guy at the game. Like, dude, stop. Yeah. Stop. Hot take. I like it. Total hot take. From the 314, hot take. The Lions fan base is way too cocky after one win against a depleted Chiefs team. I'm going to say hot garbage just because I know the Lions fan base very well. Not all of them, obviously, but I, I know a lot of Lions fans. This this group can they cannot be cocky. It's like not it's not within them. They they have suffered through a lot of bad football for a very long time. Uh, all of their lives. It's kind of like Blues fans until they won the cup. Like Blues Blues fans could never be cocky. They couldn't. It wasn't within them. No. Same deal with the Lions. So I'm going to go hot garbage on that. Yeah, I go hot garbage on that, too, just because I've seen, I've been to Ford Field and watched a number of games where it was sold out, and the Lions were like 2-10 and 10 on mm-hmm. the season at that point. They showed up the year that they won 0-16. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. They did. Yep, no. From the 618, hot take or hot garbage. Notre Dame will make the college football playoffs this year. I think that's hot garbage. What? I'm intrigued by Notre Dame, but not as much as I am by other teams. So Notre Dame's at 10 right now, just as far as the actual rankings. I don't think it's an insane take. I just. There's a lot of teams in front of them that they would have to be better than. Obviously, the top three, Bama, Michigan, Georgia. And then I think it's an absolute slugfest for number four between Ohio State, USC, I think Notre Dame is in that discussion. I, I don't know if I believe in Penn State or not. I don't yeah. know if I believe in Florida State. Um, I know they have the big win, but I still don't know. I think Washington's a lot better than people think, too. Well, I did not I did not have that on my bingo card. But Utah's going to get Anthony. there. I mean, Oregon, Oregon put 81 on uh, Portland State last week, so you got to pay attention to them, too, you know? I mean, 81 points, Jamie. That's That's a lot. I don't care who you're playing. <laughs> it's a lot. By the they way, from opened up their playbook way too much. <laughs> Next week they're screwed. Anti Mizzou. <laughs> they threw it all over the place. Uh, from the six three six, Anthony, how dare you compare the Blues to a team that's won a single playoff game in the entire Super Bowl era? What I was saying was that Blues fans were long suffering. You were for a Stanley Cup. For Not Stanley Cup, because there was what twenty eight years in a row. But still, like you, there was a lot of lean years too mixed in there. And you suffered through it. You could imagine somebody calling you cocky. I like confident. Imagine calling you. the word. Imagine calling you cocky after like one good, good month of of hockey when you were a Blues fan before the cup. Oh, these Blues fans are cocky. How? Come on. How would you? How would that make you feel? You want to stab somebody? Hmm. Probably. That's all I'm saying. Probably stab them with a broken beer bottle. Wouldn't have been. It would not have been fair. Exactly. Yeah. Would yeah. not have been fair to you, <laughs> Blues fan. And I don't think it's fair to Lions fan. Call him cocky. That's all. That's all I'm saying. All right. NFL Division Preview, AFC South, next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yeah. 
time to go around the NFL with the Fastlane season preview of the AFC South. All right, last division preview here in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN, the AFC South. A real barn burner, guys. Why don't you like the AFC South? Well, you'll you'll find out. So this would be the Colts, the Jags, the Titans, and, of course, the Texans. Oh, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Do we all have the Jaguars winning the division? Yes. All right. Don't have to spend a lot of time there. They get the best quarterback. They get the best team. Go Jags. Who do you have second in this crap division? I have the best of the worst. I have the Titans. I think that, excuse me, I think that Derrick Henry is always going to keep you uh, competitive. Mm -hmm. I think that DeAndre Hopkins is also a guy that keeps you competitive. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the Colts are going to be hot garbage. So are the Texans. Yeah. So, like I said, it's the best of the worst. I got the Titans in second. I do too. Tennessee. 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 Florida. Uh, I got the I got the Texans finishing third. I got the Colts last. I think the Colts are going to have a really rough year. It's not just because of Jonathan Taylor. I like Anthony Richardson, but he he wasn't great last year for Florida. Talented kid, got a, a rocket for an arm, very athletic, run around. But it's going to take a little while for him, and he doesn't have a lot around him when it comes to the skill position players. Then you lose Jonathan Taylor. Uh, yeah, no thanks. That dead offensive line nearly got Matt Ryan killed all of last year. <laughs> And obviously, Anthony Richardson has more more mobility than Matt Ryan, but still, I think that Colts team is going to really struggle throughout the year. So that's my that's my four: Jags, Titans, Texans, who I think are going to be a little better than people think, and then yeah. the Colts. Well, the Texans apparently, I was looking over some of the predictions, and it looks like they're going to have a top ten defense. They are fast, aggressive, and athletic defensively. And, and D'Amico uh, Ryan knows what he's doing. That'll you know that coupled with a little bit of luck on the offensive side or whatever. Yeah, I, I do have them third, and I've got the lowly Colts in last. I mean, they really haven't done much to help Anthony Richardson. Now he doesn't no. even have a running game to support him. Like I just not great. No. So since we're last here, we were at the last division. <clears throat> yeah. Marsh. Yes. Who are your seven playoff teams in the AFC? All right. So I'll I'll work backwards. I have the New York Jets. They are my seventh seed. I have the LA Chargers as my sixth seed. I then have the Cincinnati Bengals as my five seed. The Kansas City Chiefs are my four seed. Buffalo is my third seed. Jacksonville is my second seed, and the Baltimore Ravens are my number one seed. Okay. Jamie, do you know your seven? Yeah, I had written it down yesterday, oddly enough. And uh, I got the Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens, Jaguars, Bills, Dolphins, Chargers, no Jets. Well, we need to move the Ravens out of the top four because they're in the same division with the Bengals. Well, they I, technically no, can't. I, yeah, but you were just mad. You I was were, just you were going top seven. He was just going through just. Oh, his, okay. His I thought we were seven. doing seeds. 
No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't I'm not that freaking smart, Andrew. <laughs> You're very <laughs> sorry. I didn't hey. go to college, hey. Marsh. You just called me out on the air. Well, I thought you went to Mizzou. Hey, I did, but not to school. You're very <laughs> Only smart. for a weekend. Thank You're you, very Anthony. smart. Respect All right, who that. is the seventeen? Chargers. That's right. I've got Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Miami as one of my uh, surprises. Miami, one of my surprises to win the division. Those okay. are the division winners. I didn't know that was the assignment, but okay. My wild card teams, Buffalo, the Chargers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do wow. not have the J-E-T- J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I do not have the Ben the ben Gals making the playoffs. Surprising. Those mm. are the two teams I got surprises. Yeah. Uh, All right. There you go. NFC, Marsh, run it. Uh, we got the Skull Vikes. As the seventh seed, the sixth seed is the 49ers. The Eagles will be my five seed. The Saints, I'm sorry, the Lions will be the four. The Saints will be three. The Seattle Seahawks will be number two. And oh my gosh, the Dallas Cowboys will be my number one seed. Okay. Jamie. All right. uh, I just did it. Just the seven teams again. Sorry, guys. No, you're fine. I got Cowboys, Eagles, Lions. 49ers, Saints, Seahawks. Uh, I have most of those teams. I got the Eagles, 49ers, Saints, and Packers as my division winners. Oh, I knew you would. Then I've got the Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Hotlanta Falcons. As my wild cards. You so still the, have the Packers ahead of the Lions after what you saw last night. Well, I, I've been talking up the pack. I can't, <sighs> can't be, I can't flip flop right sure now. You can. No, I've long seen you do it many times. Okay, I but, always admit when I do though. Yeah, I didn't say that you tried to hide it. No, Jamie, I'm sticking with what you said. Go with your gut. Uh-huh. That's what you told me a long time ago. Go with your gut. Well, that's what I'm going to do, my friend. Okay, go okay. with my gut. Green Bay. We're down like all their wide receivers for Sunday's game against the Bears. <clears throat> One last Which is question. What you had talked about yesterday, Marsh. Yes. Who will be each of our Chicago White Sox? So the idiot prediction, yes. basically. Yeah. My idiot Super Bowl prediction. Um, oh, should we just make Super Bowl predictions, too? <sighs> we'll do that a little bit later. All right. Jamie's got to take another look at his teams. What's <laughs> true? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's got to remember. Jamie's yeah. got to remember which teams he picked yeah. in the playoffs. I wrote them down. <laughs> I wrote them down his this notebook. time. In his trusty notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this thing. He's like Steve from did Blues you have, Clues. By the way, did you have seven teams or six in each conference? Seven. Okay. All right. Not six, Anthony. Seven. I wrote down seven. six. No, I wrote down six. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, I thought I heard six. <laughs> At least for the AFC. For the NFC. NFC. Who are your NFC teams there, Jamie? Can you go over those one more time, buddy? Yeah. Eagles, 49ers, Saints, and Lions. Uh, I've got the Cowboys. Okay. Eagles, Lions, 49ers, Saints, and the Seahawks. Yeah, six. Oh. You're afforded one more. Yeah. Uh, oh, he, he had the Vikings. Yeah. So I ran out. Look at this. He said the Vikings two days ago. Oh, well, he's allowed to change his mind, Marsh. Look at this. I ran out of space here, so I put it to the side. Okay. Look, you can see that on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. As well as all the Jamie's other notes. I'm on an There's island. Something bad on there? And pictures. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll say That's my, my White Sox team will probably be... Ooh. If I had to say, 
I don't know, maybe the Jets. Yeah, but the White nobody had the White Sox but me. Um, you know what? How about Seattle? Okay. Maybe they take a step back this All year. All right. What's trending is next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's going on in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered with what's trending now. Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill and get a Lion's Choice Sandwich Coupon. Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Dan Campbell is What's Trending. We've been talking about him all day long, and according to Joe Papaliano, and by the way, this was sent by the 314, so appreciate the listeners texting in. He he tweets out, reminder that... Detroit Lions head coach Dan Campbell has the most absurd coffee order of all time. Two venti coffees from Starbucks with two espresso shots, and each is more than 1,100 milligrams of caffeine. That's the equivalent of drinking 10 Red Bulls every morning. Yeah, I uh, he he described that one day to the media, I think at like one of his press conferences. Yeah. I don't know if he has that all in one sitting or if it's just kind of throughout the day. I would hope it's throughout the day. Uh, he's going to have a heart attack. Oh, I doubt lot. it, though. He probably. He's pretty intense. Yeah. I, I somehow don't necessarily think he needs all that. No, no. He's, he seemingly has a, uh, a lot of raw energy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Jamie, you also had showed me something uh, during my, my commercial uh, read. I did. <laughs> something oh, about that. last night's game. Sorry, I thought it was something else. Yeah, I did show yeah, you. Yeah, no, that. this was the thing on the your phone. Yeah. Did you the want me to describe that? Yes. All right. So apparently the Lions picked up on uh some things that were going on with the offensive line for the Chiefs yeah. and it Juwan was Juwan Taylor. Uh yes. Juwan Taylor. That every time and you can go back, there's a couple of links on Twitter, every single time it was a pass. He started pumping his back foot because he was getting ready to backpedal mm-hmm. to go into pass protection. And then whenever it was a run, he didn't pump the foot because he was leaning forward on his toes looking to push forward and drive for a run. So apparently the Lions picked up on that. And then as soon as they'd see him start to kickstart the Harley, like, oh, pass play. Oh, running play. Pin your ears back and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it happens. You got to be careful with what you're doing out there. So when the Rams, I, I know I've shared this, I know I've shared this before. So if you've heard this, my apologies. But when the Rams were here, there was a game in which the Rams played the 49ers, and the 49ers at that time were it was the Colin Kaepernick, Frank Gore, Patrick Willis, that 49er group, like the really stud John Harbaugh led 49ers. And they came to the they came to the dome, and the 49ers were sizable favorites, and the Rams shocked them. And one of the things that they did that was shocking was they, they took out San Francisco's offense. Lo and behold, they had to tell that 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 game. When Frank Gore, the running back for the Niners, would put his mouthpiece in, it was a run. When he let it hang on his face mask, it was a pass. And the Rams picked up on it early. 
or they had to tell from maybe the like film, like watching film. They asked Bill Belichick, and they, <laughs> they asked, <laughs> maybe they asked Bill, and they they you they utilize that. Now you still got to make plays, but they utilize that to know what know, know what the Forty Nineers well, are doing. It certainly is a big advantage for your secondary. If they know it's a pass play or a run play. Everything. If it's a run play, man, you can come up and close that out quickly. Absolutely. If it's a pass play, you know you can drop a linebacker back and get some help. Maybe. Oh, if you're the linebackers, you don't even have to... If, you, if you're if you sure, that's what it is. Your linebackers, think about it. You have to you have to first make sure that you're, you're reading run before you, you know, back into pass coverage. So that takes away play action for the offense. You're a linebacker. You can immediately go back if you know it's going to be a pass. You don't have to necessarily worry about the run. Now, if you're spying the QB, it's a little bit different, but that's a huge advantage. So, again, it does happen. I'm sure the Chiefs will get it figured out. I'm surprised somebody else didn't figure it out on the sidelines. Apparently they took a bat to his leg today. Did they? That's that's not good. No longer kickstarting the Harley now, are you? That doesn't sound right, Jamie. (laughs) What? I don't know if you're telling I mean, allegedly. I don't know for sure. I don't know if you're telling the truth. I don't either, right to be honest. <laughs> Same sources that said uh, that said that Najee Harris uh, was uh, upset walking right. off the field. Did he, he or did named... he not walk off the field? Well, yeah, he did, though. Uh, Jamie, See? he did, but again, he was walking to the locker room because mm-hmm. practice was over. Sources. And we feel like he got confused on that. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Uh, speaking of being confused, I'm confused as to why the United States keeps losing basketball games to oh, other countries. Man. Germany beat Team USA 113 to 111 to advance to the FIBA World Cup final. So another loss for the United States basketball team. The uh, quote unquote best team in the world or the world champions. Hmm. What are we doing? What are we doing? What, Team USA? Yeah. Who's over there anyways? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Well, it kind of does because they're losing. This is supposed to be... <sighs> like oh. Steph Curry's not over there. Right, listen, LeBron, Jamie. LeBron, uh, this... Kevin Durant. Like, pick your pony. They're not over there. This is supposed Who's to be there? our payback for soccer. All right? Was it? Yeah, they're all laughing at... Our soccer team. This was supposed to be our one thing we flexed. And we're losing to Lithuania and what? France? Germany. Germany. This is unacceptable. Oh, I agree with that. I don't like it at all. Hmm. I think every player on this team should be cut and never accepted back. They just mm. quit basketball. Yeah, they should. Mm. I love despicable. I love reading tweets and articles that start off with a Florida man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. we have one here from sure. the Daily Loud on Twitter. Uh. A Florida man has been arrested on federal charges after using a man-made hamster wheel in yep. an attempt to cross the Atlantic Ocean. Hmm. Uh, Riza Bellucci told the Coast Guard that he was attempting to ride the hydropod all the way to England and claimed that he had Florida registration, which he was unable to locate for them on board. Mm. Now, that so was sense. this a hamster wheel or one of those hamster balls? So it was not one of the hamster balls that you would see at the uh, Carshield Field. However, this oh, one... Man. 
had little balls or huh. big balls, these uh, inflatable balls Dan connected. Size? Sure, uh, connected to. A, I don't even know how to describe this. A cage. These balls look like the ones that you would see at Walmart. That, Let me see your balls. Yeah, describe. Here, them. here they are, right here. Yeah, they're red too. Put them right here in my hand. Hmm. All right, great. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the balls that uh, Marshy's talking about are like some of those like workout balls. Yes. And uh, they're I was on thinking, the, yeah. They're on the sides of this thing. With it looks like other. So, so kind of like the things at Forest, like at Forest Park. Yeah. No. What? No. 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 That, you go, that you go on the. Oh, yeah. No, not no, what I was saying. Okay, that's multiple. There's <laughs> lots Those of are multiple balls yeah. on both sides. Yeah. And they got like yeah. pieces of wood, and then they've got. He's got himself in sense. a cage in the middle. So yeah. it's like. it's So, Jamie, if I if if what you're saying is correct, he's got balls on both sides and a piece of wood right there in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah. Now I could picture it. And what's funny is the wood's not nearly as impressive as the balls. And he didn't make Much it. Much smaller. He didn't make it, huh? No, he didn't make no, it. No, he did. Well, he didn't make it to England, but well, he, I guess he did. Yeah, I thought you meant if he was still alive, well, but no, he did get arrested. Make, yeah. so. Like, when you see this stuff, like, at what point did he think this was going to work? Like, I don't know. Has he not seen how the ocean gets, like, once you <laughs> get right. off the coast? Does he not realize that the, <laughs> the waves and... I mean, it, get pretty, it, it gets pretty rough out on those seas. It's terrible. Those boats that are massive yeah, have issues. are stressed. Right. And this guy here with his little red balls in his wood. Not going to make not it. Not going to make it. No. No. Yeah. So, Marsh, yeah. thanks for bringing that story. Yeah, I mean, what do you, buddy. what do you, uh, what do you expect though from a, a Florida man? Yeah, yeah it's very true. A lot of those stories. Five twelve. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. We've got beat the streak and biggest question of the day next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Baseball. All of my successes depend on me. You're ready to hit. The hits just keep on coming. And his first big league hit is a bullet up the middle. Time to play Beat the Streak here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Jacob, what's going on, man? It's good. How are you doing today? Doing good. Uh, thank you for playing Beat the Streak. Marsh, why don't you read off? Their standings there. All right. The latest streaks. Jamie still has a streak of five. He has upped his thanks to Matt Olson. Anthony, you're at two. Jacob is at one. Thanks to Marcelo Zuna. And I am back to zero. What happened, Marsh? Uh, well, uh, Arcia did not get a hit. Man. Jamie, you're up. Yeah, all right. Um, oof. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ely de la Cruz. Really? Yeah, I just feel like he's going to knock the snot out of one tonight, Anthony. Okay. No apparent reason, just got a feeling. All right. I'm going to go with Spencer Steer tonight of the Reds. Spencer Steer. Is he a right-handed batter? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, Jacob, you're up. I think I'm going to go with uh, past Cardinal Harrison Bader. All right. Three Reds off the board so far. (laughs) Marsh won't take a red, though. I know him. You're right, Anthony. I'm going with Tommy Edmond. There you go. The Edmond show. 
Okay, so Jamie's got Ella Dela De- Cruz tonight for Beat the Streak. I went with Spencer Steer. Jacob went with Harrison Bader. And Marsh went with Tommy Edmund. Jacob, good luck. Hopefully we'll talk to you Monday. Thanks. Good luck to you guys, too. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. You, too. All right, there you go. Beat the Streak. It's time for the Fast Lane's Biggest Question of the Day. All right, gentlemen, it's been a while since we've heard from John Fozalock. And John Fozalock has a question not only for us, but for the listeners as well. So maybe they can help him out. It's a group activity. Absolutely. We love good exercises. Yeah. Love group stuff, Anthony. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Here is John Fozalock addressing the city of St. Louis. So, you know, I'd like to, you know, do a new exercise. You know, obviously a lot of your your listeners and and most of St. Louis, you know, thinks they can do my job. Um, They love to critique and and run their mouths. So, you know, I want to, you know, give the audience uh, a voice, if, if, if you will, and and, and help me out with, with uh, a critical decision. So, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, we, we drafted Travis Kelsey. And look, in, in the long run, it's gonna be great. When he comes back, it'll be like a trade. And we just acquired a, uh, you know, goat, uh, the number one guy at his position, and, and it'll be nice. And I'll, I'll treat myself to, you know, a nice cab and maybe uh, a new scarf, right? So, but, but the fact is we live in the now and the now is, it's not great. Um, do I, do I, do I play a, a Conquo? Do, do I pick up a guy like, like Dawson Knox? You know, there's a lot of hype around this Musgrave guy. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, these, these middle tier to low end tight ends, I'm just, you know, I'm not, as well versed and you know gersh doesn't have a, a trade evaluator he can he can give to me so you know what does the audience think wow yeah that's um that's tough uh i love how he dropped the getting travis kelsey back will be as good as making a trade you know yep he gets it I think you should go with Okonkwo, the tight end for the Titans. If he's already on your roster, John Fulsalock, I would do that. Kid had a semi-breakout second half last year. That's so you're taking him over who? Travis Kelsey? No. Wow. Because well, Travis Kelsey, obviously not. He didn't play last night, Jamie. So no, John play Fos- next week. John Fulsalock has got to go with a tight end this week, though. So I'm going with the tight end from the Titans. Okonkwo. Hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one. I What's mean, up with George Kittle? Yeah, he's banged up too. He's questionable. Hmm. Let's think uh, how how Mo would. So let's you know we're going to the grocery let's find store. Find the middle of the pack. That's guy. what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking maybe a Hayden Hurst. He's projected six point eight this week. That's a that's a. John Fosselock. Absolutely. Thought. And we talked about it earlier, maybe off air. I can't remember, but uh, a lot of the pass catchers for the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. injured. Yeah, Hayden Hurts might be the only guy catching passes for the Panthers when it's all said and done. And since Bryce Young might have 4.8 seconds, uh, 
<laughs> one point. I should go with one point four seconds to get the ball out. A Maybe, lot of short routes. Yeah, a lot of short routes. So that's not a bad thought, Marsh. Peyton Hurst is available on your on your waiver wire. Maybe you go that route. It's definitely uh, you know a tough decision. Uh, let's see. Let's just see what the what the text line's thinking, huh? Uh, well, they don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not one thing on it. Not one. That's no. why people, they just don't like, they, they don't, don't like foe. Well, they, look, the worst thing ever is to hear somebody talk about their fantasy football team. Now, John Fosalock did set the per, the, the parameters out there and just said, look, if you want to, if you think you could do my job, then help me out here. So, uh, that's fine. Everybody else, nobody cares about their fantasy squad. Who do you guys, who do you guys have in the Super Bowl? Because we did not give out our Super Bowl picks. We didn't. Well, you said to hang on to that, Anthony. I did until yeah. right now. I don't want to talk about it right now. Marsh, who's in your Super Bowl? Wow, it's tough. Play, um, play this thing out for us. I think the Eagles are going back. Yeah. I'm just kidding. What? Just go. Relax. I'm just joking. All right, so Marsh, you have the Eagles. I have the Eagles. You don't have them winning their own division. I don't. But you got them going to the, the SB. I got them going to the SB. All right. I'm looking at the AFC. For some reason, I think this might be the year. Don't you do as it. As they circle the wagons oh. in Buffalo. Okay. Wow. Who did well, you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to take my selection for the AFC. Who, the Ravens? Damn right, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP this year, and he's going to shove it so far up Jamie Rivers' rear end about... Wow. Not being a good quarterback. I never said he wasn't a good quarterback. That Jamie's just gonna he's gonna get a Lamar jersey when it's all said and done. Give me the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC and the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC. It's gonna be Brock Purdy mm. and Lamar. Well, first of all, book it. All I've ever said is how good Lamar Jackson is as a quarterback and that maybe his offensive coordinator failed him, but we have to see. We haven't seen Lamar with a new offensive coordinator. We haven't seen what that looks like yet. I've seen Lamar win an MVP without an offensive coordinator, I essentially. Agree. Pretty much. But uh, so I'm going to go a little different here. I'm going to go with the 49ers coming out of the NFC. And uh, I've got the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> do you really? I do. I mean, that's what I. That's why when you yes! said it, I was like. Yeah. I was like, how do I screw around with this? Because <laughs> Anthony just literally gave exactly nice. what my prediction was. By the way, we got a text from the 314. That'll never happen now. <laughs> no way. You and I are both going to be right. We got a few people chiming in now about John Fozalock's mic drop. The 314 makes a great point. Isaiah Likely will be a steal. Mark right. Andrews is questionable. I love Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely, I'll tell you what, that, that guy's a money player. You really get is. him in a primetime spot Absolutely. with Mark and- Andrews. Starting the game, but then getting hurt at some point during Absolutely. that game, Isaiah likely is going to take over. You just have to have the knowledge that that's going to happen. Uh, you got, you got to have a feel, Marsh. Absolutely. You got to have a feel that Isaiah likely might have himself some opportunities at some point, even though Mark Andrews is going to start the game. You know? I love that Isaiah Likely call. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Big right. fan. Sports Six Pack is next. 314-399-9646. Again, 314-399-9646 is the Air Comfort Service text line. If you got a question for us, great. Send it in. Sports Six Pack next in the Fast Lane. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
another question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is refreshed by Mackie O'Brien's. Your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over 42 years. All right, time for the Sports Six back here on the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. Here's Andrew Marsh with your questions. Question number one. This one comes from Swan. Anthony, if you were forced to become a coach, talking high school in this scenario, and were not able to use a modern, a more modern offense like the spread, what offensive formation would you go with? Wing T, double wing, wishbone, pro form, the I formation. Would you run more of a ground and pound offense or more finesse like the triple or double option? Triple option. I'd go triple options. That's one of the most difficult things to prepare for in a short week if you're not used to it. So it's it's one of the reasons why Nick Saban stopped scheduling certain opponents that ran the triple option because if, if he faced them at any point midseason, he knew his defense was going to be at a, at a disadvantage despite having the athletes. It's just a, it's an offense that you're not prepared, you're not facing constantly. So I, I would run that that offense, provided of course that I had, you know, three three good runners and a mobile quarterback. But I don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about uh, receivers at that point. I don't have to worry about you know having a, a decent tight end as long as I have a, some blockers and three runners. I'm good, and I know I'm going to play a time of possession game. I'm going to keep scores somewhat in check and. Try to win it that way. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the triple option. It's a good question. Question number like two. It. From a 6-6-1. And Jamie's my defensive coordinator. Yeah. Kill the quarterback. That's There you go. That's why I hired him. <laughs> From the 6-6-1, do you guys prefer spread or money line and why? Personally, I get more entertainment from only betting on kicker performance, but I'm a sucker for inflamed ulcers. Kick, <laughs> kicker performance? <laughs> like prop, prop plays for I kickers? So. I mean, I, I like the angle. I think it'd be entertaining. I don't know how much advantage or disadvantage you have with yeah. some of those, but hmm. I'll say this. Find find something. You know, find find one area. The guys that I have talked to that do this for a living, we, we're not, you know, we're, we're idiots on the radio that give out predictions. Jamie, Jamie hands out good predictions, like the Lions yesterday. Um, Just aggressive. You know. That's all. Forget what we have to say. But the guys that I've talked to that actually make a living off of this, they usually find one area. And a lot of times it's it's player props. So somebody might have, you know, one of these experts might have kind of a thought on, um, you know, pitcher props. And he might only look at unders or he might only look at overs. Basketball, guy might say, okay, I know, I know like the assist market is always off at a certain sports book. I'm going to go that route. So we laugh about the kicker props, but it's a good thought. I think it's fun. Spreads, totals, even money lines, incredibly difficult to beat. Incredibly difficult. Impossible over the course of a season, honestly. I mean, to make money, you got to get, what, 54-something percent and do it consistently. And you think, oh, well, I can, I can do that. It's not easy. So if you find a little market Kick. for yourself, kickers or that's whatever. That's why they make lots of money exactly. off people, Anthony. That's, that's because right. it's not easy. Right. Question number three. From the 314, what has to go right for the Blues to make the playoffs this year? Oh, well, 
Um, they need consistent play out of their defense core this year. I think that uh, to a man that they have back there on the blue line, those guys have to elevate their game. Uh, and I also feel like the forwards have to be a lot more consistent as well. You can't, you, for me, you can't have a huge gap in your point totals. You can't have one or two guys at, you know, 85 points and next guy's at 40. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work well that way. And let's not forget the special teams. Both the power play and the penalty kill were not good. I'm being generous. That were not good last year for the Blues. Power play has got to be a top 10 power play. Your penalty kill has to be somewhere in the top 10 as well. Top 15, somewhere in there. Give yourself a, a fighting chance because the game is full of penalties these days. Um, and if the Blues can improve in those areas, then they're right there in the mix, man. Question number four. I saw a tweet the other day. It said, do you ever wonder how good Michael Vick might have been had he been coached by Andy Reid for his entire career? That 2010 season was incredible. Too bad he was at a later stage in his career at that point. The question I have for you two guys is what player would have had a better career if he was with a different coach or a different team? Uh, Jamie Rivers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) So I'd like to go back to the Michael Vick thing just for a second. Anthony, in your opinion, would Michael Vick have thrived more under Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan? Wow. Um, That's a great question, Jamie. Because I look at both of these guys as being really, really good offensive guys. Yeah. And I look at their teams, and their teams are both really, really good offensively. Mm -hmm. I think that... I would go with Andy Reid because Andy Reid would would change his offense. He would blend his offense, like his what he likes to do, with the strengths of Vic. But wouldn't Shanahan do the same thing? Shanahan's never had anybody like Michael Vic. Can you imagine what he sit up at night, lying awake, just drawing up play after play after play? That have him yeah. as an option to run it as well. I think I think Shanahan might be more uh, stubborn with that though, because his offense, his offense is multiple in that he runs like he'll come up with a formation and he'll run the, he'll have the same formation and he'll run different plays out of that formation yeah. and it screws up linebacker. But I don't I don't know if Vic has had the accuracy to thrive to thrive under Shanahan. What? Like he had a bullet. An absolute cannon of an arm, yeah. but I think Andy Reid would have would have would have more fun. All right, I think he'd be a more creative play caller uh-huh. in that standpoint. I don't doubt what you're saying. Me. I just I it's a really good question. Thought about as soon as he said that. I, wow. Yeah, I'll say this: it's it's a great point, and yes, his career would have been different. Now, of course, you, you hope that the dog fighting stuff. Well, that, you that's know, assuming that none of that happened. Exactly. You know, yeah. But had he been with Andy Reid the entire time, I don't think Andy Reid would have allowed him to get away with the stuff that Jim Mora allowed Vic to get away with in Atlanta. It wasn't all Mora. You know, Arthur Blank kind of fell in love with Vic, and Vic has admitted that he was always the the last guy out, last guy in, first guy out in Atlanta. He just relied on his athletic talent. The Falcons enabled him. Yeah. And then, of course, the dogfighting stuff. When he got out of prison and the Eagles gave him a second chance, Andy Reid was like, look, you're going to do it my way. And I think Vic was more humbled at that point and then allowed him to, to really have a, a second half of his career that was excellent. But if it was Reid first and Reid said, look, this is how we're going to do things here and taught him to be a pro, 
I think it would have been different. You know, Jim Moore showed up, first time head coach. He was a defensive coordinator at the 49ers, gets to Atlanta and just kind of jumped on that bandwagon and and nobody really taught him to be a pro. Yeah. Well, it's not that they didn't teach him. They just let him be because he was so damn good. Absolutely. And they just hopped on. Yeah. They're like, okay, Which we're just going to let him do thing him. You can do for the athlete. Yeah. Question number five. Guys, Larry David does not like kickers. We just had a texter text in asking about kicker props. Mm-hmm. Of course, we gave our, our answer. You guys gave your answer. Uh, Larry David says that they should get rid of kicking out of the NFL. It has nothing to do with actually being a football player. Thoughts? What? Kicking has always been a part <sighs> of the game. You can't just say that it has nothing to do with football. How are you going to kick a field goal now? Right. You can throw it through the uprights? It's a kickoff. You go, for, you go for two every time. So what do you do with a punt? No punting either. He doesn't like punting. You got to go on fourth you get down four every downs time? to try and get a first down. If you don't, you lose possession. Yeah. Huh. Special teams matter. Yeah, I think it's part of it. That's I think it's the teams that have good kickers. It's an advantage to them. Yeah, teams that spend time on it, honestly. I mean, I mean Patriots, I, I'm with you. The Patriots won, you know, there, there's a lot of games that the Patriots have won on special teams alone. How about Kansas City? On Kansas City, they've got Dave Tobe, one of the best special teams coach, most, the most renowned special teams coach in the league. Their special teams are usually outstanding. Last night, they, uh, they get, fell asleep a little bit, but, you know, credit the Lions. So, no, Larry David needs to stick with Seinfeld and comedy. Mm-hmm. And being a genius. Question number six. A writing genius. Yes. Jamie. Uh, from the 314, which college football team entering into their new conference will be the most successful? Ooh. Anthony, I'll defer. So got, I don't, I'm not going to pretend I know enough. So we got Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. We've got, got all USC of those teams going to the Big Ten. Moving to the Big Ten? Right? Yes. Who else is moving from the Pac-12? Someone else is moving from... Oh, like all of them. Yeah. Um, well, you've got USC and UCLA That's going it. to the Big Ten. You know what? I'll say USC. They're going to have the toughest time? No, the it's the mo- it's the best, right? The, the, we'll the, have the, the best. Six- oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going ch- to take Texas and Oklahoma going into the SEC. That's, that's it's a gauntlet. So... I'll take USC going into the Big Ten. Because you really think about the Big Ten. It's Penn State, it's, it's Ohio a, it's State. It's Ohio State, Penn Michigan. State, and Michigan. Yep. You know, uh, Wisconsin usually is competitive. You know, if they'll, they'll have a top 25 yeah, team. Yeah, but they're not really a team that year after year is in discussion to win it. No. So you look at you look at the top to bottom. I mean, you know, Northwestern doormat. Nebraska can can't get over out, get get out of its own way. Purdue every couple of years has has a good team. Iowa never seems to. I mean, they're always competitive under France, but they never seem to have an offense. It's always defense. Indiana now, you know, Michigan State every once in a while have a decent team. Maryland, Rutgers. I, I think I think USC going to the Big Ten. That would be my team. I agree. That'll be our team. I like it. Hey, don't forget, get signed up today. For the this year's Fast Lane Pick'em Challenge at 101ESPN.com. You can register to, to win prizes. You can take your shot at us and the Rizzuto Show. See if you can beat us. Jamie off to a nice start. 
Jamie's got us up 1-0 on the Riz Show because he was the only one on both teams to take the Lions last night. So well done, Jamie Rivers. You can make your football picks each week. See if you can defeat us, the Fastlane and the dudes from the Rizzuto Show. The Fastlane and the Riz Show throwing down all football season long in the Pick'em Challenge. Get signed up to play now at 101ESPN.com, all courtesy of Bud Light. And don't forget, guys, Jamie, again, off to a nice start. We are doing the punishment, the weekly punishment. So low score... Between Jamie, Marsh, me, and BT, and Kerry Davis, low low score will be punished via the airsoft gun. So, not great. <laughs> a couple of years ago, was it two years ago? I was like every week for me. I had a dreadful year. Yeah, at one point we were like, Oof. Yeah, he's not going to come in, probably. Get a fake a car accident or something. Yeah. Or get pulled over something (laughs) anyways um we're gonna do fader follow next plus criticisms and compliments here on 101 espn we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn it's time for FanDuel Fade or Follow on the Fast Lane. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Everyone follow us. I'll fade, I'll fade. Money, 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 money. So, we have Trevor back for round three. He's already won $100 of FanDuel's money. He's going for 150 this weekend, if you can accurately predict whether or not to fade or follow us, it is, it is time for fade or follow right now. What's up, Trevor? Not much, guys. How are you guys? Doing good. And I uh, know you're probably feeling pretty good after the last couple of weeks, so let's see if we can make you more money here. We came to the consensus, we looked at this NFL slate, and we went over a couple of games for this weekend. And the game that we all circled was the Falcons and the Panthers. Pan- you did. <clears throat> Sorry. Like I said, we're all in this together, Trevor. The Panthers starting a rookie quarterback in Bryce Young. Adam Thielen is banged up. His other receivers are banged up. Rookie quarterback on the road against Falcons team that should be able to run the ball pretty well. We're going to lay the three. So we have Falcons minus three Sunday at noon. Would you like to fade us or follow us? Well, I'm 2 0 following. So we're going to follow again. Yes! We're all in it together. Sounds good. So, And if it's a push, so if the Falcons win by three, Jamie, mm-hmm. then you'll be back next week. You won't you won't win FanDuel's money, but you'll be back next week, okay? So push, at least you're back next week. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Good luck to you. We hope to talk to you next Friday. Have a good weekend. All right. I hope so, too. You guys have a great weekend. I appreciate you. Thank you. That's Trevor. So, Falcons minus three. All right. So, earlier today when we did our lineup game and we picked our our home run players and all that, who did I end up taking, Anthony? Nolan Arnato. Who was I going to switch to? Wilson Contreras. And then I said, I'm not going to switch, right? Right. Wilson Contreras hits a ding-dong. Let's go! Yeah. Nice We're job, making Marsh. a slow push. We're coming back. Nice job. So three, We're coming. Three? We're what? coming. We're at four. Four now for Marshy. Huh. You got nine. I got seven. I'm happy for you, Marshy. Marsh hits his fourth of the year. We're nice coming. job, man. That's why I'm happy. You hit a home run. Yeah. 
I'm sorry you didn't get yours, Jamie. Uh, you know what? It's all right. It's not about me. It's about the team. I'm happy when guys are successful. Yeah. 3 nothing Cardinals right now. 3 nil. I'll give it back. They jumped. Wait till the bullpen gets in there. I don't even know if it's going to be the bullpen. Probably not. Yeah, Contreras, three-run shot. Goldschmidt scored. Arnado scored. So yep. your guy, Arnado, got a hit at least, right? He did. He did. He got a hit. So, Marsh, what but do we I got? didn't pick him for the hit. No. That's all right. Yeah, well. Uh, what do we got for criticisms and compliments? Yeah, right off the top of the show. No idea about the context of this text. It just says, suck it, Anthony. Okay, deal. Why? That's aggressive. It's probably the Lions. Probably a Lions fan. Maybe. I don't know. Or a Chiefs fan. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Or we, just not a me fan. You yeah. Know? Mm. Um, we love getting text messages from people that... Uh, Send text messages that are not intended to go to us. We got a text from the 314 earlier today. I'm waiting at the light about to pull into the bowling alley. And then we got another one. Wrong person. Okay, thank you. I mean, good luck. Yeah. We hope you made it. Careful with the old 710 split. Yeah, it can be tough. Yep. Mm -hmm. Criticism. I get, I get taking the opposing team's players for beat the streak when the cards are playing the Braves. But the Reds? I appreciate the loyalty, Marshy, to Tommy Edmond, the new Cold Dead Hands Cardinal. Uh, yeah, I always go with the Cardinal players. Uh, for a compliment, great show as always. Glad Anthony's okay after the fender bender. I'm sure trying not to urinate in your pants had something to do with it. <laughs> you know, not that's that a time. great call. Yeah, not that time. Mm-hmm. That's a great call. Yeah, I wasn't well, stuck in traffic that time. Us, but... Nah. I mean, who knows? If if it took a little bit longer, we may have had a we may have had a problem. Although Marsh gave me those depends, so we're good now. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the six one eight compliment, Jamie's sound effects when he talks. Woof, voom. You're welcome. Took me a lot of years to uh, perfect those. Which ones? Woof. Oh. I don't know what voom is or yeah. voom. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure I said it somewhere at some point. I don't know. I say a lot of things. Great things. I like the... When Jamie does that. Which one? It's like... Oh. I don't know. Anthony, sometimes I black out. Mm. Like... Oh, wait. Not late at night either. Are you talking about the one where, like, like, if you do the moonshine, it gets a little moonshine? Yeah. Yeah. That? Yeah. 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 Is oh, that yeah. what you're talking about, Marshall? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't. That wasn't. It, what Jamie, are you going to? Are you blacked are out? Are you going to the mall later? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going. Are you going to the mall there? What's the question, Marshall? No, Mister. <laughs> Keep spelling, spell- Mister. Yeah. Uh, is it because of the Elijah Craig toasted barrel? FedEx Joe asked. Great show today, G- uh, gents. We all survived a short weekend. Jamie, Anthony, what bourbon are you drinking this weekend? Well, that's Ooh. the one I'm hitting up tonight. Will be the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. It I is do like Elijah fantastic. Craig. Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, that tonight. That'll be the first one that I uh, ice up, mm. and then from there we'll go. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Mm. You know, um, I might, uh, I might go, I might go the whiskey route and go, go a little Jack Daniels. Ooh. Oh feeling that now are you yeah okay just now when i said it mm-hmm. okay yeah that's uh there that's you what go. we're gonna do marshy what about yourself you don't like the bourbon do you 
I like bourbon. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I he like likes it. it all. I like it all. I'll probably go with an old, uh, 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 whatchamacallit, though. High, high noon? noon? High noon. I actually will. I almost uh, went blue moon. That's not it. A little tailgating this <laughs> weekend. It's a good drink. In Columbia. So the high noons might be... Might be an might option. Be uh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll, we'll dabble in some some bush light though. Mm. You know, bring it back to the old college days. Who knows? Who really knows? Who knows? Who really knows? You shove it in my face and I'll drink it. Wow, that's I mean an, an I invitation for anybody that yeah. is uh, is going with you this weekend. Yeah. So you're going to a Mizzou game, checking out <clears throat> Middle Tennessee State. Absolutely, the Brooke, Blue Raiders. Brooke Grimsley's Middle Tennessee State. Mm-hmm. Does Mizzou cover as a 21-point favorite with you in the stands? Absolutely not. Okay. Mm. Everybody have a great weekend. We appreciate you uh, listening throughout the course of the week. Everybody have a safe and fun weekend. Instant replay coming up from 6 to 7. Don't forget we got football over the weekend, college and pro. See ya! You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.